Talk brunch. Served hot. Talk brunch live. Rick Darrow here. As always, your host for the evening, aka Captain Brunch, being joined by his co-host, Destin Soulglow Frazier. One down, eight to go. It's crazy. There are four polls. Speaking of numbers, there are four polls tonight, guys, because it is officially WrestleMania week. I was tardy to the party, but whatever. I had a lot of stuff to do to make sure that this goes the way that it's supposed to. So we are here now. We are live. Um, There's a gigantic program in front of us. A whole bunch of stuff to discuss. I am really happy to be here. Happy that this all worked out. Also... Shout out to all of you listening across all of the podcatcher apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, uh, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, Google Play Podcasts, everywhere popular podcasts like ours are found. Oh man, no one does WrestleMania weekend like we do though. WrestleMania week, WrestleMania weekend. We literally said last year that WrestleMania was like a holiday. It is a holiday. I wasn't expecting it to be an entire week. but Right. <laughs> I saw all this picture we have up on the graphic, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Ah, oh, boy. We're hearing the first night might not even have a, a match. I'm hoping that that's just a rumor, though. That would be silly. Like, as far as the first kickoff night, not the first night. <laughs> that would yeah, be yeah, hilarious. Yeah, I've heard kickoff-wise, there might not even be a first match on night one. They better just do what's right and let everybody get on the damn show. Bad enough with the Andre thing being moved and everything. Well, that could have fit there, you know? Like I said, just my opinion, though. But we'll get into all of that tonight. Yeah, there's a lot more I would have probably looked into as far as our show goes, you know? But... I was just like, I don't want to keep everybody waiting a little too long here, as it is. Right. (laughs) But when we got off the air last week, the funny thing that we were talking about was a riddle. (laughs) I heard about this shit. You you pointed out, because I just thought, I was looking at like, there's no way that they did that if he'd be gone forever. Only Randy Orton can get away with that. Because Randy Orton (laughs) is, is one of the people known for forgetting his lines. Remember that? I heard, yes. You know, it's messed up because here I'm going with that on uh, as the opening story, and it never even occurred to me, why don't I have that queued up? Randy Orton forgetting his lines. The reason I want to queue it up is because it happened with Seamus. Isn't that some shit? Seamus just makes people forget their lines. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like is, is the skin that bright? Like, is that it? Oh, man. Fucking do a promo with Seamus, you're guaranteed to forget one line. What I like about it, though, was that in the case of uh, freaking Seamus and Randy Orton, Orton didn't seem to care that much. Because Orton knows he's fucking bulletproof. To me, the proof that he didn't care that much was the fact that he asked on Raw, what's my line? Wouldn't that be like the last place you'd want to ask? <laughs> right. <laughs> Of all the things they have in the WWE guidelines, do you think after that they added superstars are not to ask any questions about the production of the show during Raw while in the ring in a segment? 
putting parentheses on Lesher Randy Orton. Yeah, that's how comfortable he is in the ring, though. You know. <laughs> anyway, I, I managed to find it. Oh God! So all I got to do, let's just cue it up into our system here, because we're gonna start there before we get into into the other stuff. Let's see here. God, I got. You're out here you. pleading your case and practically begging for support. <laughs> Seamus looks so disappointed watch what's my line what's my line oh fella you forgot your lines and he tells him his Big fucking lines mine and he continued <laughs> like nothing happened <laughs> like the camera's not right on his face my favorite thing about this, and no one really even talks oh about that, is just the disappointment in Seamus's face. You know, if you look Seamus at Seamus, has in that this, look like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" That's like, did you really get that bitch pregnant? Disappointment. Like, he is so disappointed in him. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm just really disappointed in you, man. We came out here on Raw. You forgot your lines. The most important thing that makes me look stupid standing here. Then they're going to wonder what the fuck I'm saying. It's your lines. So last week, there was a thing about Matt Riddle allegedly forgetting his lines. And uh, it turns out, according to the sheets, that this was what they planned. I had a feeling just because of the way it was just like, I don't know. I I just couldn't even imagine being otherwise. They're saying that they planned this. So you hear that, and I heard something completely different. What did you hear? I heard that, I guess... uh, Something around along with this segment was uh, that particular segment was pre-taped. And when it happened, I think it was Vince and Pritchard found it so funny, they just left it in. I like yours better. It See, that like sound, mine, it sounds more real, doesn't it? Because it's like, if it makes Vince laugh, it's happening. Yeah, I like yours better. For sure. Like, so, like I'm, I'm telling you, like I just don't feel like they have the lack of intelligence for that to be really planned. Like, so, like in my perfect world, he it happened. And I don't know about Pritchard, but I know Vince had to fucking die. And they're just like, no, don't do it again. Leave it in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Seamus was disappointed here. But this, was, but this is a situation of the pot calling the kettle black because nobody's perfect. And there have been instances, apparently, that have come to our attention this week of Seamus forgetting his lines, right? <laughs> yes. So I was thinking about that, and it was like, look at this guy here looking down at Randy Orton, and here we have footage of him in a situation very similar, forgetting his lines. So check this out. How are you, Oscar? Yeah, all right. Yeah, listen, I don't know if you know this, right? But scooters are really big and orange. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> you ain't shit, fella. You ain't never been shit. You ain't never going to be shit. I saw that shit. I was like, oh, you the whole ass. I love that both line situations now involve Seamus. Right. Oh, man. Oh, fella. And then he scooted off. Fucking, it's a shame to say, forgot my lines. <laughs> oh. Of course he did it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> there it is in the chat room for you guys. I got to get it up on uh, all of our social media. 
But yeah, holy crap, that was hilarious. I love that Asuka has to she she literally redid her role too. Right? Confused as all hell. She needed a good sense of humor for this to work. You know? <laughs> this is the day like him forgetting his lines than you my favorite part. It's fucking Oscar's reaction. It's the same thing with the Orton thing. The other person's reaction, like, what the fuck? <laughs> he just asked like if like, there weren't people but, right there. But you the could only totally difference is hear them. no riddles lines. You see, that's what happens when you depend on lines though. Right? Instead of just like, letting people just talk. At the very least, just if you don't, if you lose your train of thought or if you forget your lines, you could just keep talking. How come that's never an option, right? Like, just continue speaking. It's not like people are going to be like, oh, wait a minute, that's not your next line. Or do like Brock listen to that one time. You go, look over to Paul, go, Paul, say something stupid. Oh, you remember that? He his lines, but he just had nothing left. And I was like, oh, well, we still got camera time. Yeah, well, that, that didn't work out in his favor. Nah, but he tried. Yeah, he did try. So, Peacock. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I should have a, a, a bleep button. I, I regret coming on here without a bleep button because I have to keep saying Peacock. We need know. the right to censor music. That's what we need every time we got to talk about it. July 6, 1998 was when Degeneration X dressed up as members of the Nation of Domination. Remember that? X-Pac it's one came of my out. favorite old school DX kids. X-Pac came out in blackface as Mark Henry, and he went, hey, 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 Rock. He did Fat Albert, even though he was Mark Henry. Hey, hey, hey. I don't know what you cooking. Smells like shit, but I think I'll eat some anyway. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of my favorite old school DX bits. And he was walking around raising the roof. Like, that's all all his... That's all his Mark Henry did was raise the roof. I'm trying roof. to remember who it was that was that was Owen Hart. That's my favorite fucking person in that whole game. His, his name was Jason Sensation. He's a guy they used to bring in to do imitations. Oh, God, that guy was my fucking favorite guy. Everything he said, woo! Yeah, he came out as Owen. He also came out one time as Shawn Michaels. He was like, now hold on a second here. And he was holding a basketball and he dropped the ball down the <laughs> ramp. And they were like, oh, Shawn, you dropped the ball again. <laughs> And he was like, if there's anyone who knows about kissing ass around here, it's me, HB Gang. Yeah, need to put that motherfucker in the Hall of Fame. God damn it. You know, sad. we reported on here a few years ago where, like, he was pissed off that they, like, because he was felt that he was close to Triple H and then back then, and, like, no one reached out to him. And uh, he actually tweeted out. Remember, he was the guy who tweeted out saying something about that he has a gun. He's going to go to the, sh- the, the, the show and shoot himself with yeah. some crazy shit. And cops came and it was like he was just saying it or whatever. He, he was that guy. So it's kind of crazy that it turned oh, out that way. But that, that DX segment is gone. Obviously, you figured that out already. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was definitely, uh, it was fun for the time. I mean, I, I don't, be- I can't believe that they're cutting shit like that out. Remember, uh, who was D-Lo? It was oh, Road Dog, right? And he just kept yeah, wiggling his yeah, head, but the, but the, but the wiggling never stopped. Like he just wiggled and wiggled <laughs> yeah, and he just kept, kept going. going. And he went, like he got up on the rope and he just went completely nuts and just wiggled. Those were great segments, man. That th- those were legit. It was like legit funny, not like now where you see them trying to be funny and you're like, oh god! Like it's like when they try to be funny now, it's like when your grandfather tries to be funny. You roll your eyes like, no, oh, like grandpa! Everybody was legit. You, I could just see everybody in the back just like, no, we got to do something funny. It was hilarious. hilarious. I never You're shaking your head. Yeah, it was, I, th- I thought that was one of the greatest things. There were two separate times. It was DX when they were feuding with the Nation was the first time, and uh, the second time was against the corporation. Which was why they had Shawn Michaels there. Remember, they had uh, Vince McMahon, and they had like a uh, like the Stooges, but there was two midgets that were stuck to his ass, and Vince McMahon was Roll Dog. <laughs> yes. 
and like this time X Pac was Ken Shamrock, and and, oh and anything that they said would get him angry. What I love so much about that time was you could tell that was one of those things of like not even what's gonna make the crowd laugh, what's gonna make everybody else laugh, and they just so happen to have the same sense of humor as the crowd. Yeah, it is. It is something else, man. I'm not going to play those here just because I don't want any shit with them. We go to war with them every single week just because they tried. Like you guys are using and like we literally go through the cordial forms, literal forms to fill out and just say, look, this is being used as a reviewer thing. And it's just like they relinquish control of of our content each time. But I want to go through that with the thing just because I know Peacock's being uh, peeing to see about it. (laughs) I wanted to just I just wanted to go in a complete opposite. I wanted to subvert expectations. I felt like like the Game of Thrones showrunners, you know, like you're expecting me to do this, but I'm going to just do that and ruin the whole thing. <sighs> I knew I, <laughs> you couldn't pick something good to happen. And then no, you just had to go straight to bring in the wheelchair. All right, cool. Yeah. Okay, but at least now you're disappointed. You didn't expect that to happen, right? Oh See, God, that's, God. that's how you have fun nowadays. You make people think that something wonderful is about to happen and <laughs> fuck you. You're disappointed. That was the experience. Yeah. Not everyone gets to feel disappointed suddenly. They don't want to play that game with me. I hurt your fucking feelings. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you gonna want to drink yourself dead after playing with me? Don't play this game, Peacock. All right. Oh boy. But in a follow-up story, speaking of Road Dog, he's all right. Yay! He is doing better. Thank God. I was so fucking worried about that not being the way shit turned out, man. You have no idea. I did not want to come into the 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 freaking go home show to WrestleMania week as an obituary. But uh Or as a he got worse. Yeah, his wife, she said, wanna give everybody an update. I just got the best birthday gift ever. Uh my husband has no blockages and he's he's getting to come home today. We still have some doctor visits to take him to, but his heart is good. Thank you all so much for all the prayers. I do believe in that. And apparently he had a heart cath on Monday. And that was it. Technology, huh? I remember back in the day, you were just dead if you had a heart attack. (laughs) As a matter of fact, whenever a writer doesn't know how to get rid of you, they just fucking give you a heart attack. If you're an origin story character, an uncle or a father or something, heart attack, unless you're a superhero origin, they'll shoot you at least. But no, most people... You know how people got got written on sitcoms that way? It's such a generic way to die that it's the default way the Death Note kills you. If you just put in somebody's name and nothing else, it's just like, oh, fuck it. Heart attack. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> if you don't specify, you don't, you don't get hit by a car, you don't get hit by a bus, you don't get, you don't get the use case you're mentioning where you get hit by a car saving a kid. Nope. Heart nope. Attack. If you write into that death note and you don't bother, if you if you hate the guy and you don't bother to put any context behind that shit, just his first and last name, the default method will just be death by heart attack. Even the death note will give you that shitty writing. You got to oh, put work into shit, it. Timmy? All right, Timmy. <laughs> You would never have to worry about that with me. I would always be creative. I would give them a whole plot. <laughs> I'm going to draw your shit out. Yeah, you're going to be in a season of something, motherfucker. If I have to death note you, I'm going to make it worth my while. Give your ass grayscale and herpes. <laughs> you know, at the very least. Know which one kill you first. At the very least, I'll subvert your expectations by the end. <laughs> <laughs> It'll have a shitty ending, but you won't see it coming. Or maybe you will. Oh, my God. But. Gonna draw your death out like fucking Lee in the Walk of Dead. First, you're gonna lose an arm, and then it's all downhill. Yeah, but I'm glad Road Dog is not dead. Oh, much yeah. better off that way. And uh, Scott Armstrong, former ref, 
tweet out, I'm happy to say my brother is going to be released from the hospital today. There, there's still work to, to do, but as of today, the future is bright. Thank you again, Twitter worth for all the positive vibes and prayers for those who are negative. Bless your heart. That's fucked up. The people be negative. Translation in the South. Fuck you. That's really messed up. The people be negative about that. What Fox, right? Like, how can you be now? What do you wish death upon a man? Fucking Al Snow marks that are mad. He beat him for the hardcore title at one time. That was good, though. Wasn't that time with the water? Yeah, that was the time, that was the time when he beat him in the snow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pile drivers onto the planks in the snow. I remember that. Those were good My times, My first thought man. was, I don't know which one hurt worse, the planks or the snow. I remember turning on the TV and genuinely, honestly, shoot thinking, I wonder what's going to happen tonight. Like, I wonder what's going to happen. It could be anything. It could be anything in the world. Who knows? Not anymore. Now it's like, I wonder what shit they're going to throw at us. Is it, we're going to go down path A, B, or C. <laughs> you know? Is it going to be the regular version or the extra ultra instinct shitty version? You ask somebody in the 90s what was raw like, they're like, oh man, it was wild. We went to a funeral home. They battled on a bridge. There was like a pier. Shit caught on fire. There was an explosion. There was a freaking limousine. These trucks battled each other. Austin came. <laughs> it was like, were there any matches? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was something. <laughs> These two guys fought. I don't know who the fuck they were, but they. You know, the boss's daughter got crucified. She got, she got, um, tried to get sacrificed in a dark ritual. Like it was, at least there was something to say. And and the only thing that maintains that is NXT. Like NXT is the only thing that maintains like that that sort of variety without being too corny. Because sometimes they get corny, but compared to all the other stuff, where it's like Impact is just corny hell. You know, they don't even care. They just, it's like Impact has become that child that just takes all their clothes off randomly and doesn't give a fuck. Running. Just runs naked. That's Impact. (laughs) And I mean, just whole ass and like. Like Impact just strips down and just fucking runs down the street. And when I say run, I'm talking about like that fucking $6 million man run. Like, and we, the fans, all those other parents that are just like, yeah, yep. So impact okay, you know, but uh, it's kind of every- funny. Uh, not, it's kind of funny not to break it to it when I talk about like Alice on the hardcore title. It, it's so bad because I'll never forget it. My first image ever seen in the fucking wrestling was hardcore Holly and Alice no fighting in the river. Really? Wow. And I don't know why that locked me in, and I was like, oh, this is different. That I is nuts. I got that best of the hardcore title DVD, and I saw that, and I was like, that was it. <laughs> that was crazy. I remember. But no, you don't get anything like that anymore. Instead, uh, you get weird kinds of silliness. AEW silliness is one of those kinds, you know, when you really look at it. Yeah. And I know people do like it, but at the end of the day, um, it was bringing in a younger demographic. And I figure maybe we should talk a little bit about that because this is it. Like yeah, next week, week will be the final time. Yeah, this upcoming week will be the final night of the Wednesday Night Wars. This will be the final time they'll be talking about the ratings next week. And it's interesting because they're getting closer. We'll talk about it more when we reach the uh, the weeklies. I mean, actually, can we talk about it now? I mean, it's ratings. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Let me pull up my ratings here for a yeah, quick minute. Get some minute. of the stuff out of the way for the four polls we have tonight. Yeah, so Dynamite's dropping because they're at 700,000 viewers and WWE somewhat rising. They're at 654,000. So there's only like 46,000 difference that WWE's behind 
Next week being a takeover on that Wednesday, they might at the very least win one on the way out because AEW hit that 700,000 right when, when the 654, 700 versus 654 is really close. The one thing I have actually seen that's um, apparently also been contributing to both shows dropping. There's a, a show that comes on Wednesday as well called uh, The Mask Singer. The Mask Singer, apparently a very popular show. So. Is it one of those some fucking are, so, so, American Idol people. things? Yeah, it's one. Of yeah, we weird... see what I'm saying though. They should be ashamed of themselves. Can you imagine? As much as people talk shit nowadays about these men, men who are older, can you imagine? Even the worst people that you don't like when you think of booking. Can you imagine Russo and Bischoff and all of those guys sitting around in a room with Ed Ferrara going, oh, but the but the fucking American Idol thing is on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, can you imagine that shit, man? And that's what makes this so it's such a soggy business now. That shit used to be ride or die. You know what I mean? Cutthroat land on your sword if you need to. And now we're out here going, well, you know, they did have, what was it called again? The Mask Singer. The Mask fucking Singer is beating wrestling. <laughs> right. But then Say what they want about those men, like, but but they would have never, they would have never let that happen. It's kind of like we talked about last week, though. It's because there's so much wrestling that no, sometimes not- even by the time people get to Wednesday, they're burnt out for a second. It's like, ooh, but the Mask Singer, I get that once a week. It, but also, it's it's all the booking that they're doing. No one's resonating with the current demographic. And the reality about it is that Raw has been at its worst for a long time. That we can say, right? Oh, sadly. And nothing on the Wednesday can make a fraction of the ratings that Raw has been doing at its worst. They're battling like, like this is like watching Krillin and Yamcha battle. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, they could kick my ass, but. There are worse things out there, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I mean. Like, this is like, what are they battling for? Like, like a really distant second place at this point. Seven hundred. They're not even breaking a million, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's such a petty battle when you really look at in the grand scheme of things. They're not even breaking a million. We're over here sometimes talking about one point this and oh point that. Well, we used to be fucking four point two ratings. You know what I mean? For millions, in the millions and millions, the ratings used to be crazy. When you really look, go back and look at the rating that we used to compare to this shit now. Old point what? And people are going, well, you know, the dog show was on, and American Idol had a reunion, and there's a new season of The Real World. Are you kidding me? I remember me? back then when it was like, what's your point? If there's ever time travel, this should be a grim reality to warn people to avoid. You know, this is what happens if you don't take care of your products. Good Lord. The mass singer. I remember when people used to make fun of them because they were like, aha, they're losing to the NFL and they're using that as an excuse. Not like the mass singer. That would be NFL and Saudi kicking their ass. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's about, it's about that time of the year. <laughs> now the mass singer has become the new NFL. The mass singer. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't blame fucking Christmas story during December. <laughs> I just blame, blame whatever. That story didn't leak yet. <laughs> Sheesh. Oh, God. Like, I remember the days when they used to run that freaking, like, dog competition and Ren Raw came on late. I used to be so pissed. We live in an era now where if they ran that shit on, I'm like, oh, God, thank you. No Raw just yet. Neither company is doing what they need to do. And Wrestling Observer, Meltzer, they, they they were just talking about the fact that these two different demographics are really different. 
NXT is getting a lot of older people watching. AEW is getting a lot of younger people watching. And the only time AEW got older people to watch was when Shaq was there. Not even Sting, Shaq. I'm not making this shit up. When they got the demographic that NXT had, it was because of Shaq. And they were saying, and it's true, that younger fans do favor the faster and more acrobatic style. And they're in a bit of a tough spot. This is the reason why you got to sort of choose your battles. Because it's being reported that the Britt Baker Thunder Rosa match, it indicated by ratings that men love bloody matches, but it also indicated that chicks don't. Because it says that they changed the channel during that. You know, you, you know what the thing about AEW heels are? You, they forget that you can turn on them and walk the fuck out. You know, these women yeah. aren't going to be ride or die for that shit. I mean, I, I didn't care. I didn't. I, I'm so desensitized to wrestling at this point that I didn't even think twice about it. Most of the time, if you guys ever go back and listen, what are we? What episode is this? Like episode 448. We've been doing this almost seven years. And you know what? Most of the time, how often do you really hear me talk about blood? I'm so used to blood not just in my personal life growing up as a street kid but in wrestling that it's just like if i came on here every week and was like what's up my walls are white you know it would just be like weird you know like blood's such a natural thing for me to think about it. how often do it's usually cooler who will be the one who's like we got color y'all like me i don't even think about it the only time we ever do bring it up is if it's like rick flair levels of blood and even then i'll forget I didn't mention it with Britt Baker, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like I, I, I noticed it because I was like, "Oh dear God, she's bleeding a lot." It's like it's like when I see people sweat. I'm not gonna be like, "Oh, there was a lot of sweat in that match." Yeah, he's wrestling. Unless it's Shane, it's then I'll be like, "There was a lot of sweat." Yeah, if it's Lashley or Shane, then I'm like, "There was a lot of sweat." But aside <laughs> from that, you know, like with blood, I see it. I don't really think too much about it. So honestly, and maybe that's a bad habit, and maybe that's not good for my reviews. I never factor in blood because by the time I watch it. I forgot. Like, I don't really think about, oh, I were bleeding. It's like, yeah, I expect you to bleed. There, there was a point where bleeding was all that there was, you know? Remember, you got to remember something. I'm from the era where you did not have to go into the settings in the game, down to the fucking adult option to turn on the blood like that. Oh, my God, yes. I, I didn't know it. what was going on. I remember my friend and I playing a wrestling game of the current gen, and we were, like, in a hard commercial. We were like, man, I can't open this motherfucker up. And it got, like, crazy. You got, like, freaking terrible. What the fuck is blood off? It got like Terry Funk, Mick Foley crazy. Liz was like, we can't open each other up in this shit. Like, Steel was like, what the fuck is going on? And you realize you have to go into settings and enable it. Like, if it's a special thing, it's not a special thing. That used to just happen. How else do you bleed? <laughs> you know, but that's sort of the way it is. Yeah. They wanted to make it feel like more realistic to the current product. No blood. And it's so weird because I feel like only WWE like that is like that. Because full disclosure, I wound up um, grabbing Fire Pro Wrestling in the past week. By the way, Fun, just fucking difficult. There's no option to turn the blood off. Yeah, good. That's excellent. And I, by the way, I know I didn't bring it up on here because I just kind of feel like at this point, you guys know we have extra content if you go to the wherever you're watching. Aside from podcast people, you'd have to go to Facebook, Twitch, or TalkBunch.com for video. But uh, a couple of weeks ago, I picked up, uh, what the hell is it called? Retromania? Retromania. Yeah, I yeah. saw, uh, I watched that one back. I just watched <laughs> Yeah, we talked about it on here. It plays exactly, like, once you get used to being on the Xbox, it plays exactly like the old one, you know, which I keep on my phone as well. So, yeah, go check that out. The only thing is they don't, there's no online. Otherwise, I would have promoted it larger or I would have said something. But uh, It's always weird when you went into a game that doesn't have online nowadays. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I, I went into it assuming, and I was like, yeah, maybe we'll do an event or something or have an evening where we do this. But then when I played it, it was like, oh, after the credits roll, there's nothing else. They said they may add it, but until then, I don't really think it, 
warrants much attention. It was nothing special. It was all right, though. Good uh, trip down memory lane. Oh, yeah. You know, but yeah, excellent. Uh, glad that there's other shit to play at this point. Anything that's not uh having to play the current wrestling game where they, they disappointed us there too, you know? Oh my God. There's disappointment left and right here. But yeah, they're saying that this, this whole, uh, I digress, this entire Wednesday night war thing, it's pulling in low numbers. And then the numbers that they're pulling in are like not even their demographics completely, you know? Yeah, it's like numbers from two different groups. Yeah. So, um, well, that shit's over after uh, this week, so. <laughs> Well, we'll see because and TNT they're very particular about their ratings. You know, like they they uh, this is not uh like the other companies. Like, sure, they're very involved in the process of stuff that's going on, so they're gonna sort of micromanage it. Like, just to give an example, um, when Sting was uh was he suddenly showed up as a surprise in that one AEW TNT didn't like that. They told them straight up, don't do that again, and that's the reason why Big Show was announced and they put it on Twitter and they put it if you ever notice they kind of go out of their way where like almost you can't avoid it they'll just be like a giant picture of somebody like hey look that guy he's gonna be on dynamite and you're looking at it and sometimes yeah. you're like why are you telling okay yeah. it's that's literally TNT because call. yeah TNT was just like don't do that again like don't just have a, a surprise cam which I, that's a poor call on their part I understand it from a network and from a production standpoint they want they probably wanted sting ratings like maybe they thought that they pop a rating if people knew sting would be there and you know what I I agree they, they would have popped the rating, but that's the weird thing about this company. They would pop a rating if you announced Sting and you please TNT and it would have worked out better if they didn't announce Christian. And I don't think TNT would have cared either. You know what I mean? That's the problem. They, they, there's certain things and it's no disrespect to the company, but there's certain things as a company that's doing wrestling that they should have known. And I think that's kind of one of them. It's kind of like those should have been reversed. Sting showing up. TNT has a long history with Sting, longer than they do with anyone that's employed in AEW, including Tony Khan right now. Like Sting's been on the TNT network and part of the Turner family going back decades when you think about it. Back to the old world class WCW shit. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like there's been like Sting's been a reason. It's not like people who are part of TNT are wondering who this Sting guy is. You know what I mean? He's been responsible for rating waves in the past. He was the biggest name in wrestling besides Hogan and Flair when you really look at it. Like, those were the big names of that era. So, they probably felt like they could pop a rating by having that announced since they know Sting. Christian, on the other hand, I think they could have probably gotten away with him just showing up the way the Sting did. And nobody in TNT would have been like, well, why the hell didn't you tell us Christian was going to be there? You know, but they did it in reverse where Christian was like, there's a big person coming here. A Hall of Fame caliber person. Which, by the way, never say that somebody's hall of fame level if you want to see them in the hall of fame i've seen yeah, people i've seen people not get into the hall of fame because like one person a Heyman or a coronet or somebody endorsed them for the hall of fame and that was it their fate was sealed no hall of fame because now they're going to be stubborn about it they're not going to want to prove it right they're not going to want to give the satisfaction of going see we always know you got to be careful man because that shit with christian might be a death sentence kurt angle was smart he turned down the tna hall of fame didn't he or was it AJ Styles that did? Yeah, yeah. Um, Kurt turned it down at first, and then they turned it into an angle. And then AJ actually turned it later. down. AJ actually turned it down, though, right? Yeah, I think it was AJ who, like, turned it down, turned it down. Good. He's a smart businessman. They got to stop whoring Christian out to places. Remember that time he was in WWE? And uh, he showed up in Impact anyway. Like, they let him go and do a promo in Impact. I forget what they traded it for. Years ago. You know what I'm talking about? 
I feel like I remember. They needed somebody from TNA to be in the Hall of Fame. So as a favor, they lent them Christian. You know what I'm saying? He literally just came out just as regular Christian Cage and they're just talking about when I was last here, this place didn't have, this ring had six sides. And he went back to, they went back to WWE like nothing. It was just, it was just awkward as all hell. You know what Somebody, was, right when you say that, I'm like, okay, it was from the four side days. And I was like, oh, yeah, some of those I purged out of my memory. Somebody go back. This had to be 2011, 2012, maybe 2013. But someone who was in TNA, they needed it in their Hall of Fame ceremony. And they were allowed to go. But the payoff was Christian just makes an appearance, I believe, at one of their things, uh, Slammiversary or uh, what's the other big one that they do? Bound for Glory. Bound for Glory. I believe it was Bound for Glory, as a matter of fact. They just wanted him to show up. And that was it. He came out and just did a cameo. And uh, to me, even though it's not a big deal, and I know there's an open world of wrestling, back then, since there was nothing like that going on anywhere at all, it just showed how little regard they had for having him as a WWE superstar. Where it's like they almost didn't even consider him one. Like, do you think that if they would have asked for fucking John Cena or Chris Jericho or Kane, that they would have gotten him? Not in their life. That's what I mean. They probably wouldn't have even gotten a great Kali or a Jinder Mahal. They probably wouldn't have gotten a Dolph Ziggler. You know what I mean? Like, think about it. That's just where they see him. That's not where I'm saying he is, but that's just where they see this guy. But this uh, this entire thing, when it comes to having people that are draws and not draws, you got to really decide who you're going to announce and who you're not. But now TNT's kind of told them not to do it, so they got to announce everybody. When they get Dwayne Gill, you're going to see the announcement with the big logo on the top. It's going to be like, Gilberg has arrived. <laughs> so the TNT doesn't get pissed off. So another thing that happened over the weekend was Jericho has been announced to be part of the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. Yep, he will be the next guest on Broken Skull Sessions. That's going to be really interesting. They actually had a special way to announce it. I'm going to show you guys here if you didn't already see it on social media. like that yeah that was dope i don't know no words need to even be said what were your thoughts on it i mean that's first of all i'm going to be watching after score but yeah that's like that's a huge announcement i think when it comes to everybody who he's had on there since they've been running on the network that's hands down might be the biggest announcement yeah i gotta agree with you there um i i just wonder how this is going to be handled though like is he gonna be just talk about aew like can they openly say aew there yeah, that's the good. That's the question. That'll be. I feel like they'd have to get into it in some degree. Maybe have it be like a a small talking point, but I feel like it's something where it would have to come up. Like it'd be weird if it didn't. Yeah, I gotta agree with you there. So, uh, yeah, and the tweet from the WWE Network Twitter account says, "No fooling around here. You're gonna get it." Jericho joins Steve Austin on the next Broken Stall Sessions, up premiering Sunday, April 11th. Wait a minute. That's this Sunday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just stacking everything, huh? So just pretty much right after. Shit. So I'm assuming right after WrestleMania. Probably. That's absolute insane, the amount of content that they're throwing <laughs> out at once, right? You got to get through WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, and we got Stone Cold. And we got Stone Cold. And we got is, Stone the, Cold. is that thing on that graphic that we have up there, the Stone Cold thing? fucking 
No, no. It's, um, yeah, it's not on there. Look at that. There's more shit than it's even on there. How do we get and to George, do anything right. else? God, who knows? And George, I mean, it's Stone Cold podcast at the end of the day. So if he wants to talk about AEW, ain't nobody in there got the balls to tell him no. Like if Austin says we're talking about AEW, I dare somebody to say him no. We talking about okay, let three sixteen days show up on show up on Raw again. Watch out my watch my ass not be there. I'm not even coming via vet I'm not even coming via satellite on the Stone Cold Skype. Nothing. They have a better job getting people from AEW than their own people over here sometimes. And uh, Stone Cold spoke to Sports Illustrated, and he said, I was having a beer one night after my Broken Skull Sessions interview with The Undertaker, and out of the blue, Chris Jericho reached out and said, man, that was a great interview. I sent him back a couple of those emojis, one of a beer mug and the other of an eagle, and then he called me right then and there. We got to talk, and I've always respected the hell out of his career, and I'm glad they're around. It gives the guys and girls in professional wrestling more places to work. I said, I'd love to have you on the show, and he said he'd love to do it. So I checked with Vince about it. And he said, I texted Vince... And said we had this badass idea about Jericho coming on the show. Vince goes, it's cool, go ahead. But me and Vince don't always do well with phones and texts and all that. So I texted one more time. Are you sure it's okay to have Chris Jericho on the show? Vince gave me the thumbs up and Chris came out to do the show. All right. Vince was like, go for it. He also gave the thumbs up for the curtain call. And afterwards (laughs) made made Triple H fight in pig shit. Oh oh my God, we're going to get Austin coming back in pig shit. Oh no. Now there's no one he could pick shit here. I don't know. He'll, he'll figure out somebody. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying they take they 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 took a match that's synonymous with WrestleMania off of WrestleMania and put it on SmackDown. They'll find something. Yeah, but do you really miss that match? You talking about the Andre the Giant thing? I mean, it's not that I miss it, but it's like, what what what's the reason? Because their whole thing was like, yeah, it's a WrestleMania caliber SmackDown. No, it's not, motherfucker. It's the last one I got before WrestleMania. Stop playing with me. Yeah, I guess you have a point. <laughs> like, even if I don't miss the match, it's still like, it doesn't make sense. Like, what? So, moving along, before we talk, talk about too much Mania stuff, Joey Ryan had his entire YouTube channel deleted. The whole, like, you can't find that shit. Gone. No more. And uh, he's been uploading. I noticed this. He's been uploading like a lot of matches and stuff because whenever you have your newsfeed on which I would subscribe to him, you'll see like when people do it and there's a bunch of Joey Ryan shit that comes in. Like he was re-uploading all the stuff that I guess was gone. But uh it had 600,000 subscribers making it one of the largest wrestling channels. But there were copyright, inf- copyright infringements uh, and it was dead, Uh I guess as of last month, March 13th. And uh, apparently several promotions publicly complained about him using their footage on the channel. And they said that he, oh, he posted footage from PWG. And apparently, I guess that's what the takedown came from. Which all it takes is three copyright strikes at the same time to hit your account. And it's gone. So, I mean, if he had, with the amount of videos he had, I'm sure they easily got it. Right. All they had to do was just catch three videos. (laughs) You know, as much as people talk about bullying and depression and all this other stuff, I really hope that Twitter and the Internet, the IWC specifically, don't wind up killing Joey Ryan in a in an act of almost predictable hypocrisy. And I only say that because I'm every time I come on here, I feel like we're reporting on this guy losing something else, whether it be his channel or a gig that he had or a thing he was going to do or a job he was going to get, or you know, and it's like... All the reasons 
that people are worried about mental health are completely discarded towards people like him that are being accused as well, you know? Yeah, there's always been that weird, I guess you could call it a double standard where it's like, if it's against me, it's wrong, but if it's against somebody else, it's a different story, like. Yeah, that's, it's, uh, it's really messed up, but I, I, you know, it sucks. He should have probably stayed down a little bit longer, I guess, I don't know. People took that shit really personally. There must be some proof out there for them to want to attack him the way that they're doing, you know? I'd like to hope there is. Yeah, one would think. All right. John Moxley apparently called out Yuji Nagata for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. You hear about this? I did not. Yeah, Moxley's keeping busy. He still holds other titles. All right, here we go. As far as the IWGP United States Championship is concerned, the way the world aside, one thing has never changed. I call my own shots. Just like I said, January 4th, last year at the Tokyo Dome, when I won that belt, I'm big game hunting in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm taking scalps from the hardest hitters in the game. And I have a deep respect for the legends of this sport, and I feel like things should be done a certain way. I'm not one for ego trips and grandstanding. I'm not one for talking trash on Twitter, so I'm going to make this real simple. Nagata-san! Grab your six-shooter. Meet me outside the saloon at dawn. And we'll see who can get a shot off first. That is, if you're up to it. Well, with travel ban restrictions and stuff, I mean, slowly rising. We'll start to see more crossover with all these guys. Yeah, definitely more possible than it had been in the past year. See, that's one thing I like that New Japan does differently. The champions call people out, too. Like, when you're a champion in New Japan, you don't just have to wait for somebody to call somebody out. If you want to fight somebody, just like, hey, put my shit up, let's do this. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, like you, like, Nagata could have been sitting there just chilling at home, maybe after a match, just, just chilling. Somebody comes in, hey, Moxie wants to fight you, he's putting his belt up. Hmm? <laughs> that shit doesn't happen over here. Nope, never. Which they should. They should change things up. Like I said before, that feeling it, that it, anything can happen. It has a different element, because... You can be an up-and-comer in New Japan. You can be maybe somebody fresh out of the dojo. And your title shot might not necessarily come from you doing years of grinding and winning something like G1 or the New Japan Cup. The One of the champions might just get an eye on you and decide, I want him. <laughs> well, that adds to it, you know, because they always say it's easier for a babyface to be the one chasing than it is for them to be the one defending. Like, all yeah. of the good babyface storylines are always about the chase, when you really look at it. Yeah. The chase is easy; is very easy to map out. Yeah, defending is a different ball game. So, uh, but yeah, that's going to be interesting to see. That's going to be a fight. And uh, apparently there's a new title in New Japan. It's called the New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Title. Strong yeah, Openweight uh, Championship. It's basically, I believe it's uh, the championship of New Japan Strong, their second show. Okay. Interesting. Here's a here's a look for you guys at uh what that new title looks like. Very nice looking belt. Yeah, definitely. I kind of notice all the new Japan belts have a have their own different type of different type of presence to them. Yeah, change it up, you know. We can't have everything. Like you notice similar. these things. Like they don't just I hate to always go back to it, but it's not like WWE's titles where it's just the same look but just a different color. Yeah, it doesn't always like you, if you, don't you line up to... all their championships, each one has its own aura and presence. Yeah, you 
I, I like that they all stand out from one another. You know, you, yeah. you, it's no harder to lose. Look the same. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Even, even, even drastically. In fact, the only two that, in fact, the only cases of belts we really see where they look the same, it's not even necessarily the same, but just similar, are the uh, the two tag titles, the heavyweight and junior heavyweight tag titles. And, um, well, before, it was the IWGP heavyweight title and the junior heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. So they had their be, own kind of difference to them because they were smaller, but there's going to be eight competitors in a tournament for this. Oh, that will definitely be interesting. Oh yeah, New Japan tournaments are always fun. Like, I think they, I think they've honestly become some of my favorite tournaments, even though they are an experience to get through. Yeah, definitely. It'll be interesting for sure. Oh yeah. So uh, there's been an update in regards to your guys over at uh, Lucha Underground, huh? They're yeah, Apparently, some trademarks getting thrown out. Like they, they, they might be coming back. Yeah, it isn't apparently they, they did uh they launched an Aztec Underground website. And there's a proprietor page on the site that has a man in the distance in front of an old temple building in Boyle Heights. Yeah. Which the rumors uh, are that is either Dario or Antonio Cueto, the two proprietors from Lucha Underground. Right. So um. Yeah, I don't know how to take that or how that's going to work. You even pointed out that a lot of those guys are gone. So how the hell are they going to do that? I feel like it would have to be, in a sense, like a brand new deal, like starting fresh with this new brand, because the problem they would have if they were to even for some reason attempt to start up where season four left off, there were a lot of cliffhanger storylines. The problem is some of those storylines featured Jake Hager, Pentagon, Phoenix, Ivelisse, a lot of people who aren't there anymore. Yeah, that's so one of those things where if they blew it, they blew it. I don't see how they can repair it. Yeah. You know, they they would have to start fresh. And I'm curious to see who would be some of these new luchadors we'd see. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I don't, I don't know if I, at this point, man, there's no place for them right now. No one's gonna watch their little lucha underground show with all this going on. It's just the, we have an oversaturated market that's wrestling every day of the week, sometimes two or more shows. And these guys are going to get who? Who's who's left? Who are they going to grab? I guess bring more exposure to the people from regular AAA and shit like that? Yeah, that seems like more. Because that, that was almost uh, that was a lot of the purpose of Lucha Underground originally. So it's never going to... Like I said, that's a place where I saw Phoenix Pentagon for the first time. So, so it'll never be what it, it Lucha Underground again as we know it. It's just going to be something else. Yeah, because I mean, there was a lot less stuff going on when Lucha Underground first showed up. Yeah. So basically, it's like, this isn't Yu-Gi-Oh! This is like Yu-Gi-Oh! GX or one of those ships. You know what I mean? It's just going to be like, what is this? Who are Why are they in cars? <laughs> a Tim's gone back to the fair. A Tim's already gone back to Egypt. How come everybody's back in vehicles? What, is, what, what does vehicles have to do with cars? What is this nonsense? Click. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> See, the funny thing about it is, I've already kind of made up my mind. Somebody's getting replaced if this shit comes back. Yeah, everybody. Like Most just, people just are getting replaced. I'm like, I got to see how this goes, how this turns out. Oh, like you would drop a show to to take on? I, I can, I mean, I can understand that. Go, well, if you had to pick one right now to swap out for Lucha Underground, what would it be? Ooh. So by default, I can't do Raw. I feel like it would, for me, honestly, it had to be NXT UK. That's the one hey, I've, been watching, um, I've been watching. I've been watching that one a lot more. So it, yeah, I, I, I thought you were going to pick NXT UK. It's the only one that, that really made sense. I mean... 
it's it's a hard one, you know, because it feels up to me. I wouldn't watch any, but whenever I look about it, none of the ones I'm watching realistically are cuttable. The one that I guess I silently cut, which was the easiest, is RH because I have many way to catch up on that. And the only reason it is for NXT UK is because usually what I do, like what I do lately, sometimes I do almost kind of like you do with some of the ROH from um, some of the we used to do with ROH. If there's like a UK takeover coming up, I'll just binge NXT UK for a while and just get right. myself caught back up, or like I'll pick a big episode and watch. Yeah, because like now how I do it now, I'll miss like two or three, and then I'll just watch them all in like an afternoon. Yeah, for me it it depends on the week. There are weeks where I get off of here, and it's like you know what, I I don't want to deal with anything wrestling or look at another dirt sheet until next Monday, and I'll literally, I'll even if I'm on here and I'm streaming on stuff, I won't even, I'll be completely deaf and blind to a to wrestling, and then on Monday I'll binge everything. I'll just wake up and just start that day putting together the program like I did today and just watch NXT, AEW, SmackDown, go down the list of everything needs to be watched. And then there's other weeks if I'm not as tired where it'll be like, you know what, I want to get an early start on next week so I, I I don't have to put up with any of this shit. And uh, after we shut it down, I'll literally just stay on here and I'll, I'll put the program, start putting pieces together and then as the stuff comes out, I watch it. You know, So it varies. That's the reason I don't want to adopt too much because you wind up with more, more than you can chew, especially on weeks like this where you get like tons of polls and events and shit going on, you know? So yeah, for exactly. me, it's just, it's just better. To and then work. I guess it also depends on if they do it similar to um how they did with Lucha Underground, where it went by seasons. I could almost see myself maybe, I guess, using on um, that that block of the eight uh, of um where NXT UK used to be. If it if, if they do it like the same way they did, where I think it used to come on like sometime early in the week, I just use that segment and just catch up on whatever episode I missed. Yeah, I mean, it'll be be a better flavor. I mean, no matter what, it'll be a different flavor because everything else has the same flavor. So I, I'm, I'm yeah. invested in seeing. I just don't think that now's a smart place financially. It's a risk to just bring out a wrestling company right now. It's trying. It's like trying to bring out a cell phone company right now. Really going to compete with T-Mobile? It's going to absorb you. You're going to be T-Mobile in a month. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then again, that's one thing that benefited Lucha Underground. I think if their management would have been better, they'd have been a lot better off if they were so drastically different from everybody else. Yeah. Like they gave you a reason to be like, there's a lot of wrestling, but check out this guy, this thing where this guy died. <laughs> <laughs> People forget that they killed. That's how they, it's so funny. That's how whenever somebody's contract ran up, but they didn't come back. That's how they got rid of him. It took me until watching back through these episodes to realize that. But fucking with like, I think, I think his name was Vibra in Lucha Underground. When fucking Luchasaurus got let go, they killed him off. Fucking Johnny Mundo decapitated him. Wow. <laughs> I'll never forget that fucking story. Because I was yeah, like, wait, you did what? They're lucky that they had a a company that will allow that kind of shit. Right. You know? But then again, I guess when it was on El Rey, it had to have that kind of like old school novella, supernatural vibe to it. Because El Rey, you used to see like all like the grindhouse flicks pop up on there and shit, like Dawn of the Dead and all that kind of shit. So, so according to Fightful Select, uh, WWE issued a list of banned words to their promotional partners before WrestleMania 36. And, uh, they basically told them, uh, not to, uh, not to mention anything about these words at all. So these are the words. A lot of them you probably already know. Blood, choke, belt, strap, diva, headshot, trauma, kayfabe, mofos, house show, DQ, the anti-diva, interesting, spinal injuries, victim, violence, violent, wrestling, wrestlers, WWF, 
wife beater, curb stomp, needs a push, to be over, baby face, heel, job, jobber, card, strangle, kill, and murder. What do you Some think? Some of those are kind of obvious, and the other ones is just like, why did that just need to come out of left field? I don't want to spend too much time on it, but just quick review here. So blood not being able to be used as a word, why? You know what I mean? Like, that's over censorship. Fucking, it's Kool-Aid poured out of his head. Like, what the fuck are you, what? Choke. Like, you can't say choke, so can you can't say choke slam? Do they not say choke slam anymore? Do the, do, they, do the commentary never go choke slam? They said that shit tonight. So you could say it then. Okay. You can't say belt. Can't say strap. I mean, we've always known that. Diva, obviously, because they want them to be women. Uh, headshot for whatever reason. I don't even know. Trauma. Kayfabe makes sense, I suppose. You don't want to say breaking kayfabe on a wrestling show, right? They like for their house shows to be called live events. The same way a secretary likes to be called an administrative assistant. These are live events, not house shows. DQ, I don't get that one at all. The anti-diva, wasn't that Paige's name? Yeah, see, that's the one. That was the first one I heard where I was just like, I I literally want to hear your thought process on why you put one of your band words being the nickname for a girl who's not even wrestling right now. And then why is the next thing on your list right underneath the anti-diva spinal injuries? <sighs> I'd love Co- to see who thought these band words up and it was just like, hey, we don't, we don't want that. Like, what? what? Coincidental. Victim, too. So Taz can't say just another victim. I tried to fit something else in there. I couldn't even do it. Violence. You can't say violence or violent. This is ridiculous. Wrestling wrestlers. WWF, obviously. Wife beater. I don't even know how to fuck that would come up in the context of wrestling. Curb stomp. Needs a push. I mean, I guess it'd be... These are like industry terms. You know what I mean? I obviously don't want to say needs a push. Be over. Babyface. Heel. Jobber. You know? Have kill. Strangle. Murder. I don't know, man. I mean, a lot of that shit you wouldn't say. Certain ones, though, are just kind of weird. You know, it just seems like they're trying to be overly cautious. (laughs) From what, though? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, they even went on to tell their partners um, that they to watch out for the dirt sheets and how anything that they post might be interpreted. (laughs) They said that 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 I'll be sensitive of the language used because I guess they just be careful what you say to the dirt sheets is what they were trying to tell people. Ah, boy. They spend more time focusing on shit like that than on actually making the product watchable. Eventually, they're not going to have to worry about telling the dirt sheets anything because no one's going to be paying attention to their nonsense. Yeah, no? <laughs> Fucking wonderful. Yeah. Um, also, there's been an update. I know we shouldn't be doing this during WrestleMania, but I want to get it the hell out of the way. There was an update with the Twitch. Remember, we had the entire Twitch ban thing going oh on. Oh, my God. Yep. Yeah. We're well, going to let them do it after all. Not kidding. They are not going to let them do it. AJ Styles was recently quoted saying, Vince said we couldn't do it anymore, which is understandable. We were taking his product and making money off of it when he's paying us to do a job. I get it and understand it. There's certain things that played into it. I'm a gamer, but as far as Twitch, I had to let it go by the wayside. I was hoping to branch out. I started off playing games on Mixer which ended up being sold, and I went to Twitch. I was amazed at how huge the community was. It was great. By the time I got to Twitch, it was more or less me talking for two hours rather than playing games. I was literally hoping to do a live podcast. That was the direction I was hoping to go. But, alas, that is not the direction that AJ Styles goes in, as we know. 
But there is good news, though. There is a silver lining at the end of this deal because WWE has now partnered with Cameo for a WrestleMania special. Yes, the very place in which they pulled all of the superstars off of now has an official partnership with WWE. (gasps) So more money in the big corporation pockets. Drew McIntyre is doing videos for $250 each. Back when he was doing the page on his own, those videos were $500. So you get a discount. Uh-huh. Look at that. WWE looking out for you. Looking out for the little guy. You can never say they didn't do nothing for you, right? <laughs> yeah. So they're not banned from Cameo. They just have to sign over the payments to WWE. And then they'll divvy you out part of it. And the part that they divvy you out, as we've mentioned before, comes out of your downside guarantee of your contract. So it just became a way for them to work on their days off for the money that they were going to be getting anyway. Because the downside guarantee is basically, for anyone who doesn't understand how we contract work, that's worst case scenario. I've explained this before on here, but you have a downside on your contract as an entertainer where it's like, look, you could make all this money if you become champion and we push you and you get marketing and you get over. But worst case scenario, if we don't use you, if we don't put you on TV, if you're not involved in anything and you sit at home, this is your money. This is what you we have to give you at the end of this three-year contract. This is your money, no matter what fucking happens. It could go higher if you go better, but this is what you're definitely getting. So the deal about that is that now a lot of this shit comes out of the downside. So when you really think about it, if you sign a contract where a company has to promise you that within three years you're being given X amount of money, they literally are using ways that you came up with to make more money. And paying you with that money. You know what I mean? Like when this is the thing, when they say some shit like it comes out of their downside for people that don't understand, they're not looking at how fucked up corporations and that business practice is because they all oh, it comes out of their downside. Like if you're f- physically looking at it, like if I hired you and I said, all right, Dustin, I'm going to hire you for two years to just clean my house. If you do really good, then I have a neighbor's house. He might want it. But at the very minimum, I'm giving you $30,000 for the entire year, clean my house. That's average. Uh, I think it's average pay it. Uh, minimum wage. I don't know. I don't know. Fucking math. Fuck it. $30,000, probably a little below minimum <laughs> wage. I don't know what the time is. Who cares? It's a fucking metaphor. This is not real. I'm not going to screw Destin over. <laughs> you got fucking math for this stuff there. Hey, motherfucker. <laughs> but the point is that if you're guaranteed this $30,000 a year, and then you start working at Foot Locker, And I go, listen, you signed the contract with me for the $30,000 a year that you're guaranteed. If you're going to work at Foot Locker, that paycheck has to come to me. And then I'm going to give you 25% of it. And that's going to be taken off of the $30,000 a year that I'm promising you. That's what they're doing, you know, because now basically you're working at Foot Locker and you're making the money that you, the extra money that you were going to be making that you were subsidizing. Now you're, you're just making your fucking WWE money, but now you also have to work at Foot Locker. To work off the money I owe you. It's brilliant. Fucking amazing. You wind up working a second job that you went and got to pay For me. Free. To pay so that they could pay me so that I could give you part of it to pay off what I promised you. <laughs> God bless America. God bless America. I love that AJ said he's the one that could understand that, but I mean, I guess he is also the same one who said that they might have something that was flat earth, right? <laughs> Yo, I'll never forget what fucking Brent Daniel Bryan called around that shit. I love AJ to death, but damn. 
<laughs> Fucking close. I heard you thought the earth was flat. Well, your feet are flat. Yeah, they are. But you thought the earth was <laughs> I just look. <laughs> you just like, yeah, my feet are flat. But that's not the point, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, so the t- the list of people they have on this cameo is AJ, Orton, Shane, Bliss, Asuka, Lashley, Strowman, Wyatt. I wonder what version of Wyatt you would get for a cameo now, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, right. Damian Priest, Drew McIntyre, Kofi Kingston, John Morrison, Omas, Miz, Rhea Ripley, Riddle, Sheamus, Xavier Woods, uh, Apollo Crews, uh, Bianca Belair, Biggie, Cesaro, uh, oh, Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, Paul Heyman, Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins. Prices ranging between $150 to $500. And you can have them say whatever you want. Have them say AEW. I wouldn't do that. You know, I'm you sure get they can do you but it comes out of your downside. Speaking of refunds, WWE refunded. Do you get a refund from them? Not at the network closed down? Uh, I haven't checked it yet. So. I did. I have to fit. Hold on. I'm going to get my, I'm looking on my phone. I don't know how, what it came in on. Cause you know where that shit comes out on the top bar. Something came up and it was like the WWE network has refunded. And it was something like 60 cents. I'm, you can't even make this shit up, man. Here it is. I just found it. Oh God. WWE network refunded. 64 US dollars from your purchase on March 5th, 2021. The money will be refunded to your account. It may take a few days to appear in your statement. If we can't refund the money to your account, we'll refund it to your PayPal instead. Total amount purchased, $9.99. Amount refunded, $0.64. Refund paid by WWE Network. And that's because I, I subscribed to the network, I guess, on the exact... Or I don't know. I, I, I started, as soon as it came out, said it was only, what did they do? They charged, they, they gave me back a minute worth of time. Like, how does this work? They took it out of your downside. <laughs> your downside was nine ninety nine. They took out 64 cents. Take the network out of my downside. <laughs> Writing it down. <laughs> they took it out of our downside. Oh, man. What a mess, dude. Let's see what else we got going on here. Because we do got to get some stuff going in regards to our actual WrestleMania. Let's see. Blah, blah. I'm just skipping stuff that I know nobody's going to give a shit about today. Well, here's an important one. The guy who bullied, um, cyber bullied Hannah Kimura has finally been brought to justice. Did you hear about this? Mm-hmm. Oh, you did? Oh, that's why you, that's why you yeah. answered like that. I see. Finally. I passed by this one. I was like, oh. Justice has been served. And uh, vengeance was swift. So Nippon reports that the Tokyo prosecutor's office said that uh, they made the indictment. He was fined 9,000 yen for this. He was fined 9,000 yen for her oh, death. I can't bring myself to write that one down. I can't do it. No, you cannot. No. So that translates to $80 in the U.S. Uh, and he said that was what they said for bullying a girl. And yep, that's about it there. I mean, at the end of the day, I guess playing devil's advocate, how do you charge somebody for killing someone with words? It, do we have a legal way to do that? I guess is the question. I'm not saying how could you charge somebody for I'm saying, is there a legal way? Does it, is it like already, uh, there's probably not a law in place for something like that. And honestly, there might be a I psychological feel like, reason for something like that. I feel like in certain like places there might be, but... There, there might be a reason. And honestly, are you accountable? And we've had the discussion on here before. I can't do this going into WrestleMania. But are you accountable for somebody else's mental health is an argument. 
You know what I mean? It's just an argument to look at all sides of objectively here. You know? Yeah. But anyway. Uh, yeah, let's talk about some weeklies. Week, week. Well, first we're going to talk about WrestleMania as a whole. That's the only way it's possible to talk about weeklies because this is all leading into us taking four polls, folks. All about WrestleMania. You can see that chart we have up on the screen of the, the schedule. Christ almighty. And uh, if you can't see that chart, it started off with Raw tonight, which was taped last Tuesday. <laughs> I never remind people that because I know you just enjoy it less. But yeah, that shit was in the can. They ain't there. <laughs> um, tomorrow will be the 2021 Hall of Fame, which will be on Peacock. Uh, and uh, overseas, where the network still exists, it'll be there. That's already also in the can. Nothing's live there. It's going to be starting at 8 p.m. tomorrow night. And I have details about that we'll get into after we go over the schedule. Uh, NXT has takeover night one this upcoming Wednesday. That'll be the first poll that we're going to be doing. This is uh, ta- NXT takeover stand and deliver. This will be on the USA Network and Peacock at 8 p.m. And this is the final Wednesday Night War, as we said earlier. That's going to be the main event of Io Shirai against Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's title. Thursday, you get night two of NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. This will be exclusively on Peacock and overseas on the WWE Network starting at 8 p.m. once again, Eastern Time. And that's going to be the main event of Finn Balor against Karrion Cross for the NXT title. Finally, on Friday, you get SmackDown. But really, this SmackDown was sort of used as an extension of WrestleMania. As we discussed earlier, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal is going to be on this special edition of SmackDown. They as well to keep as a four-way it. dance for the SmackDown tag titles. Exactly. So the tag titles will be determined in the Boundary Giant Battle Royal the night before. Finally, going into Saturday, you get WrestleMania in the Raymond James Stadium. And uh, the kickoff starts at 7 p.m. So it's a shorter kickoff than usual, and then it starts officially at 8 p.m. And then That's for Sunday, both night one and two. They both start at 8. Right. Which brings us to the Monday after Raw, or Monday after Mania, which used to mean something, the Raw after Mania. Uh, now it's I don't know if it's it who's getting called up from NXT. Which will be 8 p.m. on the USA Network. So, uh, yeah. Crazy. Crazy, yep, crazy, crazy. Right after and that, the first Tuesday night NXT. And then after that, you're right, the first Tuesday night NXT leading right back into Wednesday where you can catch up on AEW. So now you have a bit of a sense of the lineup. Let's talk about what's not on the lineup. These are the people that are not scheduled to be at WrestleMania from the WWE roster. Jeff Hardy, Robert Roode, Dolph Ziggler, Akira Tozawa, Humberto Carrillo, Drew Gulak, Angel Garza, Eric, Grand Metalik, R-Truth, Lince Dorado, Jackson Riker, Ricochet, Kalisto, T-Bar, Slapjack, Mace, Mustafa Lee, Tucker, Dominic and Rey Mysterio, Jey Uso, Otis, Wesley Blake, Baron Corbin, Chad Gable, Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford, Mojo Riley, Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin, Shinsuke Nakamura, Jinder Mahal, 
Murphy, Elias, Keith Lee. So those are the men that will not be featured at all this upcoming WrestleMania. So that's a waste of talent right there that was built up for literally nothing. Going into the women, there will be no Bailey, no Lana. Well, actually, that must have changed now, right? Because they have that stupid tag thing now. Yeah, so Lana. So, yeah, some of these have changed. Okay. Charlotte will not be there, right? Yeah, Charlotte will actually miss her first WrestleMania. Naomi, I'm assuming, is going to be there now because of the new thing. So that's off yeah. of the list. Uh, Carmella's not there. So what's weird about the Carmella thing is I've been hearing back and forth that her and Billy Kay are going to compete in that match and they're going to work them in at some point. Because I guess with what happened on SmackDown, their thing now, I don't even know anyone with this company. Is there a point for them to work them in somewhere remaining on the calendar or clock? Uh, I, they're going to work something in now. Now they're going to work something in? Really? So we're going <laughs> to literally have... To what the fuck? <laughs> well, to my knowledge, no Carmella. At least Natalia, Natalia will obviously be in because she's with Naomi. Oh, no, she's with Tamina, rather. And Tamina's in there, yeah. too. Uh, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan, I'm assuming, will also be part of it. Peyton Royce and Billy Kay are not, even though they have Billy Kay and that little comedic, awful stuff. Reckoning's not going to be involved. Uh, Mandy Rose and Dana, we know, are now going to be inserted. I'm going to assume Nikki Cross isn't involved. Nia and Shane are going to defend the tag team championships against whoever wins that other clusterfuck. So a lot more of the women got featured by them com- coming together with that clusterfuck, but the men got screwed. Yeah, which, which, which one turns into what bothers me with putting that whole tag match on SmackDown instead of Mania. So we're just going to screw Dominic out of his first WrestleMania. Okay. Like, what? Everyone's getting screwed here. But anyway, here's some drone footage, apparently, of WrestleMania, of the WrestleMania place. Oh, God, what the hell is this? Oh, it's literally just... So this is what the stadium was going to look like. Wow. You know, early building. like to see where it is now, or what that what, what part they got. Oh, this is really long. I've been hearing that if you look at it from the right angle, apparently it looks like the stage might be a pirate ship. Really? Yeah. That's uh, interesting looking. So, yeah, there is your drone footage of Mania. Are you excited? Did that get you hyped? Do you stay hyped? (laughs) Does he even work with him still? (laughs) Not according to that list, he doesn't. I had to think about who that was when you said that shit. I was like, who said? Oh, yeah, man. That is the wonderful stage. So if you don't want to get Peacock... You still have the option to get WWE the traditional way from regular pay-per-view. $29.99 to Dish Network for each night. Bringing it up to 60 obviously. AT&T, AT&T U versus charging $35 a night. In Demand's charging $29.99 a night. DirecTV's charging $34.95 a night. Dish Network's charging $59.99 for both nights. And View Vubquiddy? Vubquiddy? What the fuck is that? It's charging twenty nine ninety seven. So strange. <laughs> so ridiculous. So there's also going to be changes with the Hall of Fame ceremony. Who giddy? No one inducts you. There is no induction. 
So you will not be seeing somebody bring introduce them or say anything. They didn't bother to have in doctors. Fuck it, you don't need that. You're paying two fifty for this. You want it in doctors? Get your own in doctors. You have an aunt in the living room don't not doing anything, me. have her in doctorship. So uh yeah, there won't be any in doctors. They said basically the inductee is gonna see a video package play before they make their speech. That sounds really exciting. I'm hyped now. There are people who are not going to be there because they're also going to be doing the 2020 class and the 2021 class. And apparently you don't even have to be there. Apparently Jushin Thunder Liger is not going to be there, even though he's inducted. And we don't know why he didn't bring in a video or anything. They didn't bother to get one. But yep, wonderful Hall of Fame induction. Not going to be there. Fantastic. Uh, During the Bella Twins podcast, they said that they had a speech written because, by the way, the Bellas are inducted. They had a speech written, but then they realized that it was too long because they're only allowed to do speeches from three to five minutes. And they wrote a 15-minute speech because usually they're allowed to do 10 to 15 minutes. But then they found out they were like, no, it has to be three to five minutes to do the Hall of Fame speech. So they were wondering, how do we condense this? What's important? They didn't have a fucking answer if you were waiting for there to be a follow-up to that. So to be continued. (laughs) How do we condense this? How do we determine what's important? I can't fucking believe you. <laughs> I heard it, and I swear to you, I will spit my drink all over my fucking mic. It it sounds really boring, to be this honest. This Hall of Fame is going to suck ass. I don't need to see a video package, or at least I wouldn't need to see a video package of all of their accomplishments if I still had the old WWE Network. I could go look them up myself. I don't even get to see who inducts them, which was cool because it gets, I mean, I have to explain why it was better when there was a person on a stage inducting them and they got to speak for 10 to 15 minutes. Why do I have to explain this to the fucking company with the ratings that's getting beat by the, by the fucking mass singer? I'm so mad. I remember the name of that fucking show. Which is, which is on Hulu if you want to see what the competition's <laughs> I want to see. I, I'm going to see. I'm going to, I have Hulu. I haven't used it in fucking almost a year. I'm going to put that shit to work. I want to see what's have, beating. I, mean, I fucking really might watch it now. Like, I'm almost, I, I, I talk myself into it. Like, I got to see what's beating AEW and NXT every week. Exactly. Let me see what's kicking their asses, man. I'm going to stand with my arms folded outside of this fucking dojo now. <laughs> you know what the fuck is going on? Give them the fucking right amount of time. It's supposed to be their time to be in the Hall of Fame. How disgusting. And they wonder why people are just going out the way. All I'm saying is, I'm pretty sure if TNA was still doing Hall of Fame stuff, I'm pretty sure they get the right fucking time. They didn't put any of their originals in for the first three or four years, but everybody got the right time to speak. Oh, fucking God, I, I, I hate to see. I just hate to see somebody have to retire from an injury in this day and age. Imagine when Edge has to retire again. Edge Appreciation Night is going to be a segment. <laughs> like, all right, Edge Appreciation, Edge Appreciation Night's over. Time for Riddle versus who was who? What's his tits? They're not even trying. What? They act like we can't tell. Buddy, if Pritchard can't tell, they can't tell. No, fuck you. We can fucking tell. We see it all. That's why we're bitching at almost two o'clock in the morning. Anyway, let's move on to uh, I don't even know why the move would be any fun. They took over everything. And you all this let is, them do it. This is like the Handmaid's Tale, but of wrestling. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> have we heard of? Have we heard of what? Oh, thank you for the follow. Thank you very much. Uh, Hey, what's Hollow Fight? That was so I don't know. know. It caught me off guard. I was like, what? I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> oh my Watch, God. it's not even going to be wrestling related, I bet you. It's going to be some other bullshit, isn't it? Oh, good. Thank God. Oh. 
I thought it was going to be like, you can sign up for Holofight now for the low price of $17.99 a month. I told my friend about it and we made a whole bunch of money. And if you send it back to my country of India, I'll be able to take it and give it to, you know what I mean? I thought it was going to be, <laughs> so I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought this was leading into some ad. I mean, that's how bad it's gotten, you know, where I was just like, oh, this has to be leading into, I can't wait to. Like, like people have been on Twitch, like my cousins recently started tre- streaming in one day. Somebody popped in one of those you could buy followers. And all I see is this poor soul they're talking about some how do I buy followers? I've never had to type in somebody's chat real quicker. It's a bot, it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fucking do it. So thank you for the follow. Oh uh, you could you could DM it to me. Yeah, DM it to um either me or Rick, yeah. Or fucking both yeah. of us. I need to laugh at some point. Yeah, DM it to Dustin. I need a fucking soul goal phrase on Twitter fucking I, I need to laugh, goddammit. Well, I think he could DM it to you on the uh I think you're the amateur on the Twitch, I believe. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, my God. Fucking hollow fight. Oh, God. <laughs> mm, no, because I'd rather him screen at first. Yeah, it's just a little precaution. Yeah. And truth be told, you know, in any part of want to hear like, the burst of laughter. I mean, even if it's a troll thing, it's better than anything happening on the actual oh, thing. God, right? who you tell? Even if I get fucking Rick rolled. I would love to get Rick rolled. <laughs> we never got a chance because we were busy but uh we were gonna rickroll the council communities man i was gonna photoshop uh i was gonna say that naughty dog got purchased by microsoft and was gonna be on game pass and i was ready to photoshop ellie and joel next to master <laughs> chief i was gonna if i had the time i was gonna do some serious shit man ellie joel and master chief oh my god oh my god i was gonna splice in you know when ellie's playing like like the the guitar like right when she strums, I was gonna make it go dun 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 dun, <laughs> dun and then it cut to the halo. <laughs> you know, Sony fans would be fucking triggered. <laughs> Abby and Gears, yeah, she can wear the armor, right? Oh god, yes. She's the only one who could carry. Wait a fucking second. Hold up. Could could you look up that Glory Hall of Fights thing for me? I'm doing it right now. Is it a fucking? Is, is it? <laughs> Is it a YouTube? Because uh, I found it on YouTube. If it is, <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my god! Because I swear to God, somebody made like a whole fucking intro to like one of the old SmackDown scenes, one of the old um, oh damn, one of the old fucking uh SmackDown intros. Oh, oh god, by the way, since that's... the notification wasn't on, thank you for the. Were follow. you laughing that fuck face? Wrong button. <laughs> They're both Jericho buttons. Wow. You gotta give me. <laughs> You gotta give me a pass on that one. You know what? <laughs> I was going for this one. You just made the list. Oh no! Oh, here we go. <laughs> I feel like we kind of have to turn that into the new button belly. That was sort of amazing. <laughs> it scared me because I, I wasn't ready. I was like, "Who is that?" <laughs> Were you laughing that fuck face? <laughs> like I forgot. I forgot we had two Jericho outside. So I just hit it. <laughs> I forgot we had that button and it's louder than the other Jericho. It scared the shit out of me. I was like, what is that? Because somebody got on the call. Oh my god, you thought like a Jericho got on the call too. Oh what you, my god. I gotta remember to turn notifications know. on. I, they're on now. I don't think they, they'll all do what they usually do. If I forget to turn notifications, usually it'll get like the you must you just made a list like freaking twenty times, but I think now it just will just oh. overpass it. That was fucking funny, but yeah, oh, I well, think, thank you. Oh. oh my god, thank you for finding us funny. Oh my god, so 
That was great. See, yeah, better than the to... better than Raw. Yeah, give me a second. I got the fuck because this thing, I just fucking like th- th- this intro on here. Because I guess somebody did the old um. God, what, I want to say it was it like the two thousand four fucking SmackDown theme? Oh my god, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> it looks so terrible, but it's wonderful. Drop it in chat. I'll take a look. Should we run around here? Run on the system? Uh, yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, okay. That's true. Yeah. Just hey, drop it on. Let's right. See. It'll take a few minutes. That, like that generally made me laugh. Like that. I'd rather pull it in because uh, you know how they get. I'll get an ad or some shit. I just pull it directly into our stuff. And the worst part is it's not going to be like a funny one. It's not going to be like super bait or prostate man or anything. Gotcha. Is it only thirty seconds or so? Yeah, because what it is, it's just like the, I guess it's like the intro to every vi- to every video or something like that. And like somebody made, oh my god, it's fucking amazing. I can't believe you brought up the super beta prostate guy. You know it was because that was my favorite thing of when we used to watch ROH. Was well, that was the only commercial that ever came? If you didn't watch ROH, you know what the fuck to do about your prostate, right? But they you had the one right, RH you know, the friend. Is, it was always two types of ones. It was either the either super beta prostate man or it was Mark Briscoe. <laughs> and the fun part was you never knew which one you were going to get. But whatever one that was, you were stuck with him for the rest of the episode. Oh, my God. It was always like, oh, there's Mark. Oh, there's super beta prostate. Man. Oh, my God. Some of you guys, some people, kids out, people out there had uh, Billy Mays. We had super beta prostate man. Okay, I got it. I'm putting it on now. Are you following us on Twitter or the Talk Bunch account? I'll take a look in a little bit. I have so many screens open. That's the reason why I don't. Yes, they jump all over. Jay the place. Lethal did a knee brace one too. Super Hollow Fights. There it is. Oh my god, this shit! So, this intro is wonderful. Like, <laughs> I might have to subscribe. I... What's the song? It's uh, that, that's the that's that's the um, that was an old SmackDown theme. Let's lower it a little because I don't want them to get on my shit and be like, oh, we're taking the stuff. We're judging the intro, guys, so don't try to screw us over here. Look at this shit. Oh, I see what they did. <laughs> wow. That is amazing. <laughs> Who the hell are the characters? I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck are we watching? All right, all right. Looked interesting. <sighs> That looks funny. <laughs> oh my god! All right, what yeah, else do we, we have on this damn program? Oh yes, I think uh, we're getting into the weeklies, right? Weeklies, and so that George doesn't get angry. Maybe all right. We'll talk a little bit about impact. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they did have one special occasion on there. Yes, very special stuff going on there with our uh, what's her name, Sue Sue Young. I believe. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Don't get the fuck about it. No, there was a there was a reunion. Yeah, a very unexpected reunion. An OG tag team. Literally, when you talk about the definition of blast from the past when it comes to DNA. Mm-hmm. Well, here we go. Let's jump Please ahead to what happened. And here. congratulations, because tonight, when you step foot in the ring, it will be for your 1,000th match here Ooh. at Impact Wrestling. 999 matches down in Impact and want to go to make it 1000. You know how many beers I probably drink? A lot, I can tell you that. But as much 
this should be a celebration. To me, it's more of a dedication. Because for a guy, for a man that has had a thousand matches here at Impact, I wasn't even supposed to have one. There was a man, his name was Bob Ryder, who passed away not too long ago. And he took these two punk kids by the name of James Thorne and Chris Harris, and he would go to the Impact office week after week, and he would tell them, you gotta use these guys, you gotta use these guys, they got something. Week after week, they would just laugh Bob off. And then finally, I think they got tired of just listening to Bob, so they they used us. And, uh, and they listened to Bob, and, and, and the rest is history. And uh, so this is not, like I said, not only a celebration, this is a dedication to my best friend, Bob Ryder. I know you're, down here, you're watching now, buddy. And there it you comes. Know, better be ready, boy. Because when I walk out there, I am going to beat you up. And I expect you to bring it. I also expect you to bring your friends. And guess what? I actually have some uh, friends of my own. <laughs> you guys ready? Oh, not so fast, not so fast. This is your 1,000th match, man. Super special. You know, we got a surprise for you. Tell me a cake. Look that way. Harris. It's Braden Walker. Yeah, a long time. ECW it's the Harris, Cowboy. Congrats, brother. And he brought his peak. Let's do this. So yeah, for anyone that's not from that era, that is the Wildcat, right? Yep. Chris Harris. That was the original tag team. America's Most Wanted. Probably mm-hmm. one of the best tag teams that came out of Impact. Yeah, before well, Bobby Roode. To be yeah. Before Bobby Roode, he was with Wildcat Chris Harris, who had a short stint in WWE, basically as a jobber where he was Braden Walker. And not even I a know. jobber. He just the, That was when they were doing that whole superstar initiative on ECW and just bringing out random people. Like fucking Ricky O. Remember that fucker? The, yeah, fucking Braden Walker was from that. Yeah, no one's going to remember him being Braden Walker. It was literally one of those things that they did. It was just like them being dicks. Like his trial, his trial wasn't even so much as a trial. As a matter of fact, one day years later, when, when Brad Maddox was around, John Cena fucking just called him Braden Walker for no reason. I don't know if you guys remember that. And we were like, Oh, and no one knew it was because of that. So anyway, I just that's, remember that's when mm-hmm. he showed up as Braden Walker, everybody had the first, same first thought. He's fucking fat. It's weird because a few guys, James Storm, I almost called him Braden Walker again, Wildcat Chris Harris, <laughs> and uh, even Bobby Roode, they all a couple times showed up like on a random SmackDown, right? And then they just went back there. Yeah. You know, but this was the original team. Who Wasn't there a third? Well, was it Eric Young? Was Eric Young the third guy? No? Um, Eric Young, no, Eric Young had a pass with Bobby Oh, Roode. no, wait, wait. He, he was a, Yeah, right, right. That's what I was thinking of. Right, right. Yeah. I remember he had something to do with that, but they're feuding here. But uh, it was kind of interesting. There was a little bit of history with this particular match as well because of the 1,000 matches James Norris had an impact, 94 have been against Eric Young. Wow. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, this was the guy like Jay, like uh, Wildcat Chris Harris and James Stone go back to like the Asylum in Nashville days. I mean, anybody who remembers old school TNA remembers AMW versus Triple X in that cage. Probably one of the most well known cage matches in TNA's history. Forget Chris Harris. I think he, I think he competed in, if not the first, one of the King of the Mountain matches. Like, yeah, these uh. And I remember when they broke up, that was crazy because they'd been teaming forever. And it was like, wait a minute, AMW broke up? Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Well, at least they're, they're getting with the nostalgia, right? Yeah. Like everybody you else. Get the nostalgia pop at some point. There's nothing else to pop for that company. Yeah, or any company for that matter. So you t- Anything else of interest happened in Impact? If, if speaking off forever, hold your peace. Uh, I missed, I apparently, missed most of it. Eric Young did get injured in the match, though. ACL injury, and he will be out for God. I don't even know how long. I did hear he was injured. Yeah, actually, he's going to be out for a long time now. Yeah, because I did not watch Impact this week. It just wasn't happening. I didn't even look through their clip section. <laughs> I I didn't even see much of a clip section at the time. I mean, I can look right now while on the air. Fuck it, let's see. I'll tell you if there's anything worthwhile on here. I got to wire my what? TV into the feed so that when I look at shit, it'll just be there. You know, I can see me flipping through stuff. I'll figure it out. I mean. I mean, actually worth the shit, because I'm sorry, but holy shit, do they overhype the shit out of those fucking pro, out of those uh, clips when you see, like, the message in where it's just like, total anarchy in the tag match. It's just like, okay, so the ref didn't break them up? What? I'll never forget, I saw one, 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 one day that killed me. It was like, Tessa Blanchard fighting for her life. And I was like, wait a minute, but she got jumped by two people. I love how somebody put up a video of this Impact Wrestling highlights, and it's an hour and 25 minutes. <laughs> Did they just watch Impact and just went out fucking you? They just uploaded Impact and didn't get caught. They skipped like they, they skipped ahead like two seconds they skipped, every call. They skipped the commercials. <laughs> I almost pressed on it to say maybe I could get a quick look at the highlights. Then I was like, wait a minute, now in twenty five minutes. That's kinda long for all <laughs> it's like you know, it's like it's like that guy. This is back in the mixer days. Remember we discovered that guy who was yes. streaming the UFC pay per view and had the I, I thought about that guy today. Day. I thought about that dude today. The guy who just <laughs> was on the bottom of the screen <laughs> with a controller in his hand watching the UFC pay per view. <laughs> and he was sort of bobbing and weaving with the controller like if it was going on. He was selling that shit. That was brilliant. You actually look at this motherfucker hit no kind of right buttons. Like, that is messed up. <laughs> I'm looking through now. There's really nothing fucking relevant going on with them. That was, like, the whole selling point of that episode. It was James Storm's thousand smash. Okay, wait. There is one thing. Shit, oh, I, hate shit. I hate when they have things. Damn it, George. <laughs> <laughs> it's mania season. You over here having things and shit. Awkward silent. I hate dead air, too. And it's because I'm trying to get this. I'm just looking to see what we what we got going on here. Oh my god, yeah, there's an impact thing here. This this oh Kenny god. Omega stuff. Okay, I didn't watch okay. it, but so 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 it's a Kenny Omega thing featuring impact, All right? Yeah, you know how they do. Gotta get somebody to watch somehow. Yeah, I'll just give it some time to queue up into our system here. But aside from that, it's just uh let's see here. There was a betrayal, I guess Diana freaking Perazzo betrayed uh Havoc. I didn't realize you were teammates, but okay. And apparently I guess I've been hearing that um I, I can't remember what the event's coming in. I think it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to kill. They're going to have Diana Prazo versus Jazz title versus career, aka Jazz's retirement match. After she retired the first time, so it kind of makes it a spoiler match. Right. You know? Doesn't it? Yeah. 
Like he retired and then came back to Impact. And I was like, okay, retiring again. All right. All right. Fuck around. I'm going to start calling you Jazzy Funk. You better stop that shit. All right. I got it here. See how dedicated I am? Oh, God. Like, I'm a dedicated guy to put up with that shit. All right. We're grabbing it now. Grabbing it now. Hey, Willie, what's going on? What up, fool? What? I don't know. What's up, fool? <laughs> I love that. This is great. We got the banter going on. We're I just forgot he was in the banter. I mean, uh, Willie Mack. I told you I'm a big fan of your work. You're fantastic. I got you here for what? Another how many years you here? You don't answer that. I, I, I've got it all in my office. I got big plans for you, Willie. Just hanging out. What do you got here? Ooh, we got a little dipski, eh? We used to do this back in the day. You know, this was a big thing. A little, oof. I don't know how you do that and still perform, but listen, I see you're watching your phone earlier. I mean, I, I've, have you seen this video? I want to show you something, and I'm going to show it to you because I know you're best friends with Rich Swan. I know Rich listens to you. Rich is not listening to me right now, even though I'm his boss. So I want to show you this one-winged angel video that everyone's been talking about. That's Kenny Omega beating Rich Swan at Hard to Kill with a one-winged angel. And that's what I'm trying to tell Rich is going to happen to him. Hey, and I, yo, hey, hey, how you doing here, though? Yo, you showing video. that lame ass video? Yo. That's a great video. You're a great in this video, oh, taking I'm the one wing angel. I'm great in this video. Yeah, and by the way, I was going to tell you, Kenny and I love your finishing move. Kenny can't wait to kick out of it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. See what I did there? He can't wait to kick there? out of it. Yeah. Okay. No, stand up and talk to me like a man. Well, I can do that, sure. Yeah, yeah, stand up and talk to me like a man. Yeah. You think you're going to get I'm into a big my roof. head? I'm already in your head. Oh, Let's no, you're clear. not. I'm in everybody's head. No, you're not in my head, brother. And let me tell you something. You think that you coming in here, getting to my friends as well? Your friend's a Is smart he... guy. I thought he could talk some sense in Well, you. yeah, he's a smart guy, and I'm pretty sure yeah. he knows that I've got the heart and determination to beat your boy's ass. And, oh, yeah. I don't care for uh, your language. I mean, I'm an executive around. Oh, I, I executive around here. Yeah. Uh, I love how much of a dick Callis can be. <laughs> you may be one of the people oh, responsible wonderful. for writing yeah. my checks, but let me tell you something. You, let Rich. me tell you something. If you weren't my boss, yeah. I smacked them little Ray Bans right off your face, dog. Whoa! Huh? I mean, <laughs> Mister. Are those Ray Bans? Oh, so huh? what's your? I don't know, but I haven't heard somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. say well, dog in like ten years. Listen, there's a camera here, but so so I'm just gonna say. I haven't heard if somebody say Ray Ban in like ten boss, years. You would, you would slap me. You damn that? right. Okay, you know what? You damn right. You know what? I'm not going to embarrass Kenny Omega and our family by letting you talk to me like that. So I'm going to do you really? a favor. For the next ten minutes, I'm not the executive vice president. Okay. I'm not your boss. I like that. I'm Don by God Callis. Oh. He took off the shirt. He took off the glasses. Time, Canadian heavyweight. Wrestling champion. We in Canada, so Danny. we can do this however you want. I'll oh, bring you it back go? old school. What time? Oh, you want to go? Yes, I want to go. I'm ready. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, hey, get your ass off my home. What you doing? Oh. Of course. No. 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 What did they think? How, how did they think that was going to turn out for them? So obviously, they the Bullet Club. Falling for that same bitch. Bullet Club came and fucked shit up. Who's the third guy who's, who's trying to help them? Oh, wow. I keep forgetting how weird Eddie Edwards looks now. You good? You good? We just getting started. Come on. Crazy Eddie. Oh, God. Like, I'm sorry, George. How many times is y'all world champion going to keep falling for that same bit? 
because I've seen them get jumped that same way at least three other times. I love how Callus says, yeah, your friendship looks great. Kenny can't wait to kick out of it. He's such a good heel at this. He's truly dislikable. And not even like an charming Mr. McMahon villain way. Like, what a dick. He really, he's <laughs> like a shoot corporate dick, right? With the way he plays that role. Like, oh, God. If I didn't know this was a work, I'd want to stab him in the neck. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. All right. Was that, that enough? Uh, people I don't know if that was that enough fucking impact. Yeah, that's what they did. That's what they did. That's as far as, and we're going to get Kenny. We're going to be going over impact every week because as you know, Kenny is there. Yeah. Getting ready to uh, run respond for that world title pretty soon. Yeah. Unbelievable. Which obviously they're going to have to give it to him, right? Yeah. Be insane not to. Like that's going to be like one of the most prestigious champions they have. And he's not even from their company. Like, I'm sorry. Under no circumstances are you going to tell me that Rich Swan is beating Kenny Omega. Under very scarce circumstances, would Rich Swan beat Kenny Omega? <laughs> like, this isn't Moose, motherfucker. Like, no. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess it is time finally to move on to Dynamite, right? Dynamite. Dynamite. Before we get into our start, officially start the WrestleMania week polls and stuff. So Christian had his first match, huh? Yep. First uh, match in AEW against an old rival in Frankie Kazarian. Yeah, he outworks everyone, essentially. What do you think of the match? I mean, for one thing, what I like is that it never seemed at any point like Christian slowed down. So, I mean, for him to have not had an actual like match, it would have been like seven years. Dude moved pretty good. Yeah, he definitely does. Yeah. I mean, you could tell this was definitely, even though it was meant to be like a good match, it was still Christian, I guess, testing what his body could handle under the real circumstances. Mm-hmm. And as the match went on, he gradually started to feel better. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Like, he I, looks I kind really of good. At it the same way, um, Sean, when, when Shawn Michaels had his first match back in uh, 2002, I think it was. The street fight with Triple H where he gradually started feeling like his old self was the match with it back on. Yeah. Well, Christian has just so many moves and just such a large assortment of stuff in his arsenal. You know, so it was really good to see him break it all out. And I've always said, at the end of the day, from a technical standpoint, he's better than, than Edge. Not that Edge is bad, but Christian is a well-put-together wrestler. And, like, the matches yeah. he's done in the ring and uh, just everything overall, I think, is very good. You know? Uh, I don't think that the right presentation was for him to have this outwork everyone shit, you know, because I mean, there's a lot of young guys right now and everyone's trying to outwork each other. So at the end of the day, um, it was solid, but I mean, I don't know what did, I didn't really find it to be anything to write home about. No, it was, I mean, it was a Christian match. It was, it was what you, it was what you're going to expect from him. Yeah. Good stuff, you know, and someone like Kazarian also as well. Obviously, Christian will be utilized more here, but it's just kind of like becoming a very crowded landscape. You know? Yeah. I don't want to miss before that spot. That was crazy. Yeah. See how he landed there? That freaking Spanish fly? <laughs> I think it's the. I th- is that Christian's. Is that maybe the first time, if ever, that he's taken a Spanish fly? The first time I I've ever recalled seeing it. Yeah, I think it's. I, I can't recall him ever seeing him do um, take a Spanish fly before, but. But then again, Christian's selling for bumping has always been really great, too. So. Mm hmm. Like, that looked like he had no kind of fun doing that. I still have an issue with how this place is put together, you know, uh, as far as AEW goes. Because they did that thing once again. Remember that time that uh, Abaddon bit 
Hikaru Shida's neck and she's all bleeding on the yeah. floor and they're like, all right, next up we have a tag match. You just moved on. Like, <laughs> yeah, they kind of did that here too because Christian just had his first match. The whole gimmick was outwork everyone. I thought that they were going to have like that moment. It even looked like they were going to have it where like him and Cass were going to shake hands and maybe look at the crowd and acknowledge everyone. And it just fucking cut away. It was just like, all right, next. You know? So, I don't know. A bit disappointed. Uh, Cody, when he comes up for his match, I can't help but notice an observation that him and Sasha essentially have the same Snoop Dogg music format. It's like the beginning beat of their old music and then just Snoop rapping over it. You ever really think about that? Like Sasha's just yeah, da, 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 and then all of a sudden it's just Snoop going, yes, yes, y'all. And Cody's just da 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 and just him going. Like Snoop got to the point where it's just like all his songs are gonna have that same it's gonna be like a breaking Benjamin song. You know it's Snoop's song when you hear that shit first. I liked Snoop's version of Stone Cold's music that he did. You know Stone I Cold... forgot that he had a version of uh, Stone Cold's music. I remember the I remember the disturbed one, but I forgot about the Stone Cold one. That's when they did, I forget the name of the CD, but they did a promotional CD where everyone got licensed music, but not everyone used it in the ring. The Rock used his Method Man song, DX used their run DMC, but everyone got songs. Like Big Show had one, um, Outlaws had one that was pretty cool. If you go back and look at that uh, album, I forget the name, I'm sure someone will remember it. But yeah, they all had licensed music like that. And, uh, um, so yeah. We, you had this Cody Rhodes thing. This is Cody Rhodes against QT Marshall from last week. And uh, they did that whole Cody he- hesitating to hit the crossroads on QT. You know you know the story, right? This, yeah, this like story's been told before. a friend that's scared to pull the trigger. Like with Shawn, we talked about this last week, ironically, with the, the drama of like with Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair, how, um, you know, there were many points where he was about to hit the super kick, but he just stopped his leg and he hesitated and Rick almost beat him. And it's because he couldn't bring himself to that final moment. And it's like there were many times he could have had, but he couldn't. And they tell him the same story here. And it's interesting that we brought up that drama and how that's the kind of stuff in wrestling that moves you. The difference being that that was Ric Flair's retirement match at WrestleMania. There's a fucking exhibition. There's a curtain jerking match on Dynamite. And you're afraid to super kick your friend. You're both wrestlers. You're professional wrestlers, right? Friends wrestled the, each other all the fucking time. It was like, of all the fucking things to do at a regular dynamite that's not for anything, just for just some exhibition, man. Oh, I could, I couldn't bring myself to hit him with the crosses. Really? That's the story we're telling here? You couldn't even save that for a fucking pay per view? I thought that was odd. That's a crossroads of shit. You have to check your ass back in line, crossroads. What you doing? I just couldn't bring myself to pin Zack Ryder on the superstars. (laughs) Damn. I almost had him. I almost had him, but. I just couldn't bring myself to. I was, how would I sleep at night if I cover him here? Well, what, what, what would mean? It's like, dude, they, I can't believe they did the Rick and Sean thing for like a regular match that the guy can come back from later. He could even come back later in the same night. They don't give a fuck there. Nobody, everybody's happy here. No one judges anything that you do. You could come back later on eating ices, and everyone won't be like, "Why is QT Marshall eating ices in the ring?" No one will give a fuck. That's one of the things that makes AEW so great for the people that are there. They let you do whatever you want, whatever. There's no justification whatsoever for for him being scared to pin his friend. That's like it wouldn't have changed his life in any way. He could have come out later on on a pogo stick with Tony Khan on his fucking shoulders. And even the AEW fans would have justified it. It would have been like, oh, the new QT Marshall Tony Khan stable. <laughs> wait, wait, what? So why would Cody be scared to hit him with a finisher? God dare I try to throw Eddie Logic to it? Fuck it. I, 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 I guess they're past the nightmare family. 
And that's the thing. A lot of the stuff that's used on Dynamite is stuff that you should use when shit is on the line, like a title or someone has to quit or leave. You're not just afraid to pin the guy, right? Surely you guys have wrestled before. I couldn't do it. I was already hitting him with moves throughout the entire match, but that one, that's the one I couldn't bring myself to do. Anyway, that didn't even get to the meat and bones of this shit. Um, basically, there's another heel turn. This is every week now. There's another. I don't even know how to say it. I'm, well, I have it to come more, up with. What? What? No, no, no. You're right. You're right. Not only was it another heel turn, but it was another stable from born within a stable within a fucking heel turn. Like this happened. This you like. This is some elaborate shit that continues to happen every week. It's it starting to remind me of Scooby Doo back in the eighties, where we like no matter at the end of every episode. <laughs> at the end of every episode, it turns out that it's some guy. No matter what, like before they started making it supernatural stuff. Like the original moral of the story was just that kids that smoke a lot of weed let their imaginations run crazy, right? In those early incarnations, it was always some guy. Think about it. It's Mr. Kendall from across the street, and I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you damn kids. Each time. That's what it's becoming with this thing, where every time it's like, who's going to be the person? You know, I almost expect that after that happened for somebody else to turn and be like, well, look, somebody just turned out a QT Marshall stable, and they started their own stable from within that. And then someone within that stable started another stable. You didn't see that coming because we knew that you would turn. And when you turned, we knew that he would turn. And when he turned, we knew that you guys would make a stable. So we had thought ahead of that and made one ahead of you. That's what it's becoming. No one even wants a belt anymore. They just want a stable. They want a stable fucking family life, clearly. Anyway, here is the fucking thing that they decided to do. here. Uh, oh, what the hell's going on here now? Eric Sarah- the funny thing about this was... Before we even get into it, so Arn Anderson was the ref, right? Yes. And then out of nowhere, he just decides the QT Marshall just punches Arn Anderson. And then he leaves, he's putting his hand on his head like, what did I do? But then he turns uh, back. Oh, what the hell's going on here now? And then all of the Nightmare students all start beating up Cody Rhodes, Dustin, Arn. What are they doing? Who else? Who stayed on Cody's side here? Billy Gunn trying to fight back, but he, he can't throw off. Billy Gunn. The right Thank God Billy stayed. Fist right hand from Anthony Agogo. And look at Solo with that chair. He was choking Cody out. So, I'm going to turn this down a little bit. Here's the problem. All the problems. Aside from J- Lee Johnson, who gets fucked up. All of Johnson, who Excalibur just had to be like Johnson, if you remember, because you probably don't. But all the other jobbers, I've never even heard of, or I don't remember them. This is these guys weren't established enough, even as students, for this heel turn to be impactful. It was just a bunch of strangers jumping the Rose family. Ironically, there's more familiarity when the TNA guys like fucking Gallows and Anderson are around jumping people. You know what I mean? Like, these, this was just random people. Like, oh, no, not the students. That's what they tried to do. They tried to do the, oh, no, not the students. What fucking students? I've never seen these guys before. I'm supposed to have some sort of an emotional connection to this betrayal. And I've never seen a single fucking person here before today. This was so ridiculous, you know? Dustin Rhodes is busted open. Well, I guess in a sense, because like we know about that Nightmare Factory. So it's like, yeah, we're not going to know the students. 
We Wait, shouldn't we know the students, but if you, but if you're gonna have students turn and make a stable within the Nightmare Factory, it's more impactful for us to have already seen the established relationship that they had as baby faces, because then now we're gonna have to see them interact and face these people who used to be their mentors and students that they've done different things with, and instead you don't get any of that. It's just fucking weird, you know. It was just, like if they're if they're his students, it's kind of a given they're gonna have some kind of a relationship with Cody. But just because it's a given doesn't mean that you give it. You know what I mean? Like, I hate to have to use this as an example, but Cobra Kai is another thing that comes into play here. Without spoiling too much, there are points where people change dojos. And it's like, oh, look, this guy went from Cobra Kai to Miyagi-Do. And this guy went from back from Miyagi-Do to Cobra Kai or vice versa. Where this guy turned on, on Miyagi-Do. And when it happens, it's really fucking impactful. I'm telling you, if you, if you listen to the and watch that, go do yourself a favor. You even watch the original three Karate Kids first because it highly ties in. But it's impactful. When somebody turns, it means something. And it matters. Imagine if in Cobra Kai, they would have just been like, well, like they didn't give you any backstory. It just started from when people started turning. And then they just kind of went, well, they're students. You expect, you know, you, we, we know they have a relationship. It's already established, you know. We, we got to expect it. Like, no, I don't want to. I want to see the sensei-student relationship develop and then crumble if that's the direction that it's going in. Just because the guy in the show is a sensei doesn't mean that I need to assume that those are his students. They should show me that within the context of their fucking story and certainly don't do it two minutes before they're going to turn. Like, imagine if Anakin Skywalker was introduced and killed the younglings in the same scene. You would have just been like, who's that fucking crazy guy? What's his problem? He just killed those kids? The fuck? You know what I mean? It just doesn't make any sense. You, you have to establish... That descent to darkness, because that's what makes people invested. These guys were just hung out to dry. They're going to be a shitty, they're going to be worse than retribution. Because they put together a bunch of guys with no backstory whatsoever, except that they were students. And tried to make us catch feelings. Because they had a heel turn. And we've just seen these kind of heel turns in this show already. And other stables do this shit all the time. Who's not in a fucking stable right now in AEW? Can anyone tell me? It's just weird, man. I don't know about that, but I know right now it'll never get worse than Retribution because they matter and then they and then made them shit. Yeah, but they at took least them they, from they, Cody and then turned them into the students. Nobody knows. But at least they needed to put effort into turning them from what they were into shit since they were already established. These people came like the, 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 these people the came shit. as a prepackaged Retribution. They're already on their way out. They came ready to be retributed. <laughs> they got to go up though. They can't go straight to the bottom. They ain't going they're up like, though. They're, gonna, they're not going up. They're no, not going to no, go hear, from... hear me out. Hear me out though. Hear me out though. They have to actually go up. Instead, they they might not go up. But at least they're not going to go down. We're supposed to be made to pretend like they're going to go up, and then they go jack shit nowhere, and then go down even further. I can't even remember them. We just watched it just now, and I don't remember them again. Like that's awful that they made these guys turn heel, and they're like, oh no, they turned heel in the royal family. The students, not the students. And it's like I don't know any of you. Ugh, it's like, there's just portions of this shit. It's almost like they consider everything booking, even though, even the shit we don't see on the show, like the fact that they live at home when Cody takes a shit and he showers, that's booking. You know what I mean? Any friends that they had in the background, even if we didn't see those relationships get put together, that's booking. Like, I'm sure there's a backstory to all these guys, but they have to remember that they know a lot of these people who are appearing better than we do. To us, they're just fucking strangers. And just giving me a few sentences a week about how they're the students is not enough to emotionally invest me, especially when I have like 22 fucking hours worth of wrestling to watch. You better at least put some effort into your storyline don't fucking go oh, these are the students so a little lazy guys you know seeing a bit of a diminishing that's why those numbers are dropping well let's give let's, let's see where it goes
Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of kind of person where I gotta I gotta give this thing to like I if I if I gave retribution a chance, I'm giving this shit a chance. You you already gave it more of a chance by saying that by saying that you've already given it more of a chance than they did. You're in less of a rush than them because the the first time we seen these guys, they turned bad and left their dojo or whatever, and are now revolting against the people. The, it's it's like against Cody and, and 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 it's like so weird, man. I I don't like it. I don't like I, it at I'm all. I'm right there with you, but like I said, if I knew if I gave Retribution a chance, which I knew was dead in the water, I'm giving this shit a chance at this point. Okay, but let's take Retribution, take the name and the outfits away. Who in Retribution actually sucks? Nobody, but they made them. But who in Retribution hasn't had gold? Actually, now I think about fucking Chainthorn. Dio Madden. Matter of fact, now that I think about it. Dio Madden never even really wrestled as Dio Madden. We just they put him on commentary, but we just happened to know that he wrestled. Yeah, he was the guy who got who got beat up by Brock Lesnar in commentary. Right? That was like his one claim to fame before Retribution. But Shane Thorne wasn't, wasn't he like a big guy? Wasn't he a big guy in Australia? I think like they 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 made it look like he was a he, big he guy. Was, in he was he was part of the Mighty O'Neil, right? He was part of the Mighty yeah, like O'Neil, right? They These are all established the guys, though. Mario Neal, but then like. They gave him like what a half a bit of sunshine when they were TM sixty one. But nonetheless, and then when one guy they, he, hurt, they just came back and made him like weird heels. Right, but look at how I'm able to name these guys. You're able to talk about how he was the mighty don't kneel that then went on to TM sixty one and then they didn't do what you liked with him and they became heels. We're able to talk about how the other one was Dio Madden that was a commentator that got taken out by Brock Lesnar. We're able to talk about how Mia Yim used to be Princess Mia in the Embassy and Ring of Honor and then went on to be part of TNA and the Dollhouse and et cetera, et cetera. We can't say a fucking thing about the Cody Rhodes guys. Nothing. They're better off in Retribution. Retribution will be an upgrade from them because they sent them out there with nothing. You know, like I, I'm really disappointed in this. As like bad said, as people, let, let's see where it goes. Because for, for all we know, in a month, it might be a completely different fucking story. We don't know yeah. that. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, where, wherever it goes, well, let's see. I'll be optimistic. I'll try to be optimistic. But where it stands fucking stinks because yeah, but then again, a bunch of- where it stands is day one of this thing. So. I think they want the most important. If you go back and tell me, imagine if the shield would have came out shitty that first time that they jumped through the crowd and then they used the triple power bomb that and everybody remembers that. And it became just something like it, it was literally that was the make or break of those guys. Those three guys jumping through there, the way the outfits looked, the presentation of them all having the vest and shit, the fact that they had an established move, the fact that their thing had the Sierra hotel thing happened, the whole effect stood and resonated with people. To a point that even though a lot of people didn't watch NXT at the time and they didn't even really know these guys, they completely established themselves. A first, it's what they, it's what they say about first impressions, man. You, you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. A bunch of students that were standing around like lumberjacks that I've never seen before turned heel. So yeah, hopefully they somehow can fix that. But if they ever do get some of their top guys, I mean, you know, but if they ever do get a network, let's say in in an alternate reality, because I don't think it's happening in this one. Let's say in an alternate reality, they become big like WWE and they have the AEW network and they have highlights and stories, top tens, greatest debuts. If these guys ever do get on a path of glory, they're never really going to be able to talk about that first time we see them because they were just standing around as a bunch of fucking students in a shitty storyline. These are the things you have to think about. Sometimes that's how I look at wrestling objectively. How is this going to look decades from now when someone looks at a documentary and they're all seated and talking about the way that this was creatively put together? Because that's the blessing of the network right now. The stuff in the past has been creatively put together. So you have people with creative minds that can sit around and tell you the creative process, which is interesting. When you have shit like this that seems thrown together, I can't wait to hear people try to sit and make sense out of it. But anyway. 
After all of this, and Dustin took that pile driver that we saw on the fucking screen, Red Velvet decides to save Cody because clearly she's a stand-in for Brandy. Brandy's not there. He was about to get concertoed. <laughs> I guess this just concertos are running wild. And uh, they actually talk QT out of concertoing him into the steel step that's there. And then they get a backstage interview with Red Velvet where Jade Cargo winds up taking her out to remind her that she's back, bitch. So that feud to our fear and dismay is not over. The awkward feud. Okay, have I liked anything up to this point of AEW? Mm, I mean, we no. only talked about like one thing, so. No, we talked about the Christian Kaz match. Yeah, okay, so there's one. The, one the one. generic thing. Then we talked about the, uh, the, the Nightmare family. Now we get the inner circle situation where, uh, Apparently, the Pinnacle showing off their new dressing room. This was fun. This is one of my favorite this things. This was my favorite thing of the whole show. Like, and finally, something happened. Get to it. Finally, something happened. They put a clip up. I want to see where it starts us. So that I'll, I'll see where we pick up the story. My God, I can... Okay, yeah, so mainly, it's, it's the, mainly the whole thing, I guess. Not be any happier that the cameras are rolling inside of our locker room, because right now I'm going to show all you poors what it's like to be living Pinnacle style. Boys, last week I told you I had a gift for you, and I cannot be more elated to show you. May I introduce to you our new personal Pinnacle stylist? Whoa. Now, you thought we were living it beautiful before. I mean, look at these options, boys, but that's not all. Cash money, hear me out. You gonna like this? Or Let's you jump wanna... ahead a little bit. Oh. Yeah, that's the part. <laughs> I like that reaction. Over, we can finally get rid of this disgusting stench in this bathroom. I mean, come on. I love how they looked. <laughs> Especially Santana and Ortiz. Look at them. They look like they're so patiently waiting to kick somebody's ass. And then watch the looks on their faces. I said we gotta go. And then Swagger on the other side. Hager. And the inner circle go to war with the pinnacle here. Yeah. Something where I love so much about this. Let me turn it down a little so I can hear you, but we don't need to hear the blows. What do you say? What I love so much about this is not what happened. My mind immediately went to what if. Could you just imagine if he'd have never looked in that fucking bathroom? They would have got so they them just eventually. Been sitting there just in position. <laughs> But I like how it's like a cart, like a Looney Tune moment. Like, look at that. Yeah. Disgusting stench in this bathroom. I mean, come on. Dun, dun, dun. Nope, don't want to go in that way. I said we got to go. We gotta go. I love it because, like, in my perfect yeah. world, <laughs> in my perfect world, they never move. They never leave. They're just waiting for the fucking signal. They are long I- gone still just sitting there. I love the Inner Circle, man. That's still, week after week, that's still one of the most entertaining groups. Jericho's guys are hilarious, man. And I'm glad that Guevara stayed with them and it wasn't singles or anything. But just the way they got caught that way. See, that's how you make an ambush creative. Like, ambushes happen in wrestling all the time. Oh, that's dangerous, man. Nice. I didn't even catch when he did that the first time. He basically hit him with a GTS. Right from a, from a reverse fireman's carry. Or a torture yeah, it's rack, actually, um, It's actually uh, the old fear, the feast your eyes. Yeah, yeah. You're right. And fucks him up there. But yeah, you see what I mean? Ambushes happen all the time, but you're always going to remember the time they opened the bathroom and Jericho and the rest of the inner circle is just standing there waiting. Right. <laughs> you know. 
Oh, nice Uranagi into the table there, too. See, and the fighting's cool, too, you know? I, see, I give credit to this company when they get shit right, you know? Like, none of it seems, like, contrived or, or bad, you know? Our cameras are, are now out back. Trying to keep up. Tully is down. And Shivani is very good for these kind of things. I'll say in all the years of me listening to wrestling, whenever shit's just crazy like this, that's the guy who adds legitimacy to it. You know what I mean? When things are just spilling over and crazy and out in the parking lot and stuff like that, you want Shivani. Santana was swinging for the fences. This is fucking crazy. And somehow one of the Revival guys or the FTR guys, he legit was bleeding, right? Because I thought he was getting stitches. And him right here, look. Like, what happened to him? Was that off camera or something? Because he actually had to staple his head. Yeah, something happened off camera. It's kind of funny because I never thought about this, but it's something I wanted to mention to you. The Jericho-MJF feud is funny because I always looked at it as a Sammy Guevara-MJF feud. And it's kind of disappointing because, like, obviously since these two are the leader of the stables, it's upgraded to, like, a Jericho-Guevara. I mean, Jericho, uh, MJF, and I guess, you know, that's going to just be the way it is, you know? Like, this is the guy he's going to fight. He's not going to fight Guevara, but that's the one he had to heat with. What a rude awakening for MJF! You know? But, I, mean, I, I feel like that would definitely be the grand finale for sure, but, I mean, I feel like there still is a little possibility for those two to lock up. Oh it would just, just wouldn't of, be as smooth as it usually would. Yeah, because just by who everyone was fighting here, you know what I mean? It was like Jericho specifically, like, this was who he fought. And I was like, oh, that's right. Guevara's never going to really get his comeuppance on this bastard. Even though he kind of all did it there, you know? Bitch. Yeah, bitch. Get him out of here. He gave him the boosh. This that's right, the head and toilet, actually. And he just tossed his ass out. That is a whipping. So much for that. That doesn't make, that doesn't make the pinnacle look very good. I mean, but then again, it is the inner circle, so it's kind of... You think I ass whipping from an that's just... <laughs> That was the, one of the most solid segments on this whole thing, you know? Like, I truly enjoyed that, you know, for what it was. Yeah, it was great. What else did we have going on here? All right, we had Omega and the Good Brothers against Laredo Kid and the Lucha Bros, which I feel like this stole the show. This, I, when I heard of this match announced, I was like, at this point, just don't have any other matches because these guys are going to smash everything. And that they did. Like, that, like, you literally again, have, if, if AEW ever just whipped out some trios titles one day, these are the two teams fighting for. And I hate to say it, man, but but uh, Pac kind of held that team back a little bit. Like, Laredo Kid's just a better mix. Nothing wrong, taking nothing so, away from Pac. With you know? me, the way I always felt like with Pac, I felt like Pac was the most grounded when it came to the Agile stuff. Mm-hmm. But Laredo Kid, he fits more of that because well, lately I've been um, thinking more and more about it freaking phoenix is nuts first of all but what makes guys like phoenix and penta and laredo kids so cool as luchadors they are the definition of literally being limited by only your imagination if they think they can do it they'll fucking try it and that's the problem that Pac has Pac is literally limited to where there's certain stuff he won't do because his body won't won't respond to it Phoenix, the stuff we see Phoenix do with those suicide dives is because Phoenix knows there's only a handful of ways he's going to land and all of them are probably going to be okay. The stuff we do with him walking the tight ropes and hitting some of these high kicks from the ropes is because he knows he can do that stuff. Yeah, he's very dedicated to his moveset. And even with Penta being that he's uh, the larger of the two, his body, even him being the largest of the three luchadors, he can still do some nuts shit. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it came together really well. Like this was this is definitely a match if you're showing the positives of AEW. 
uh, as far as wrestling goes, this is probably a match you would show. If you're showing the positive story-wise, it would be the, be the inner circle stuff. But I will say that now they seem to have stole the spotlight as a team in regards to having the innovation that the Bucks were known for. Like, the Bucks stuff is kind of needs to be switched up. With the, like, the spots and the order of the spots becomes a little bit stale, you know, in regards to this. And I, I guess well, that's like what it is. You're right. You don't know what you're going to see them do. Yeah, exactly. You know. And uh, we normally do a Phoenix one. But, I mean, I think this week it's going to be a Lurito Kid yeah. with his uh, with his freaking uh, crazy top road suicida thing that happens here. Look at this fucking guy, man. Just look at that. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. That guy is crazy. Oh, my God. Hey, you know what the worst part about it is, especially with the way some of these guys are, you know at no point did he feel like he was in any kind of danger. Right, yeah. Right. And that's what, that's I mean, the scariest a, thing about them. What, they have what, no fear. Stuff that, we, stuff that we see as like, holy shit, he almost died. It was just like, nah, I'm cool. Like, you're going to be all right, bro? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, you're just, like I got up, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, and then after the Omega goes over with the one-winged angel, and then Mox shows up in the Bucks. The Bucks have, have I guess, the Bucks are with Moxley now? How weird is that, right? I mean, it's I guess it's one of the... I, I can't even necessarily call it an enemy, because they never really had issues, but it's almost like an enemy of an enemy is my friend, I think. Yeah, It seems weird. like Omega's pretty much disowned them. So. Yeah, it's weird that... uh. Basically, the Bucks stayed babyface for this whole thing, right? They stayed babyface with Moxley. Yeah. Oh. Ah, well, we'll have to see where that's going to definitely go. Orange Cassidy, huh? Oh, my God. Fucking love this guy. <laughs> I got a. He has new music. Did you hear it? Yeah, I heard the uh, new music. I was like, this is different. I wasn't expecting it. But... I can't keep this on. Making their way to you know. the ring. The team of Chuck Taylor and freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. Gentlemen, this rivalry has been months. That is amazing. Like, bro. <laughs> I like it. It fits them. Licensed music, big songs. You know what I mean? Right. Isn't that amazing the shit when you do, when you spend money? Yes. I think one, money. It's almost like you can get shit that sounds good. Money solves ninety nine percent of the problems in your life. People will tell you money isn't everything, but it is it most solves things. damn near everything. It's it's ninety nine percent of things. That's really shallow, isn't it? I know people be like, no, it isn't. Yeah, well, it's, you wound up in debt, and then you tell me how much your hopes and dreams will fucking help you then. Yeah, but I like that they do that because that's going to help get these guys over. You know, WWE doesn't even let them keep the music that they last had from the last NXT guys. Yeah, they always do something with it. Like you with, with Tony Khan paying for these different songs, it's giving everybody it's not just a generic random beat with some lyrics in here and there. It gives everybody kind of their own identity outside of their gimmick. Like yeah. you'll hear a song and you'll know who it is. Yeah, which is what he did with Jungle Boy. This is, this is very smart. You know, but uh, yeah, I'm glad that they're, that they're, see, this good here. I'm not saying that the show, I don't want people to think that the show sucks. Yeah, just certain you know? things where if you were in that situation, you would have done it better. But what I, it's the one thing that I like and kind of hate about AEW, they're just, they, they try stuff. And it's like, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, hey. <laughs> but what I also like that they do is they don't just, oh, one person didn't like it. All right, back it down. 
Whereas we've seen WWE sometimes, they'll just shut shit down in the middle of it, and it's like, wait a minute, you're not even going to show me how this ends? Yeah, no, they're definitely guilty of that. Like, like they fall, as much as sometimes we might not like certain things, like example, we talk about the whole thing with the Nightmare family, as much as we might not like it, they're going to see that shit through to the end. Like, yeah, there's, a, there's somewhere that's going to end, and it's going to end, and they're going to get all the way to the end, they're not going to just cut the shit off. And for anyone that couldn't hear, there was Where Is My Mind by the Pixies. They pull so out they the Pixies, like. They gave Orange Cassidy. So uh, tell us a little bit about this match. I'm going to queue up that ending because there's another big return. So basically what this was, this was a Kip Sabian and Miro versus Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy in an arcade anarchy match. So basically it's um, it's a hardcore match, but with different types of weapons. Like at one point um, they used even Legos, which is funny because I haven't seen that since fucking Pentagon and Sammy Callahan feuded. But... <laughs> They um yeah they used a different type of variety of weapons. Yeah, like there was just like a lot of crazy spots. It was basically a hardcore match, but with like a video game gimmick. Yeah, that kind of stuff and all Pretty kinds much. of uh, weapons and toys and Legos and arcade cabinets that looked like they were already gutted because arcade cabinets aren't that light. <laughs> right. <laughs> this guy right here. I wanted to bring this up though, way. but but Kip does a lot of shit on the concrete that I'm like, how is he all right? He's doing drop kicks where his body hits. Like he did one already. There's a second one. Look at that. You cannot. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> and popped up like a shit happened. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about that. Maybe he doesn't realize shit happens. If you're going to hit concrete with your body, shit's going to happen. You tell that to concrete. You know, I was really surprised about that. Like, that's, not, that's not a movie you often see done when there's concrete under you. Mm-hmm. But one of the biggest things that happened at the end of this match was Chris Statlander. Returns. Alien returns. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't realize how long he was gone. For Chris Stadlander! Chris Stadlander is back for the first time in months. Stadlander has returned. She's back from the knee injury. The alien has emerged from the UFO catcher. And they have had a classic match at Double Nothing a year ago. That's crazy. A good spot too. Very safe the way they hit it. They did a really good job there. He took care of her. Man, this is chaotic. Everywhere you look. Beautiful, right? Good job. (laughs) So welcome back, Chris. God, I missed her. Yeah, it feels like I didn't realize how long she'd been gone till I saw. I was like, holy shit, she's been gone a long time. Yeah, I mean, she was in the back with crutches for a while, but then after that, I guess she had to, you know, go through rehab or whatever. But she wasn't the only one. Nope, there was another because big return. Technically, we got when you think about it, we technically got three returns. And uh, and <laughs> oh my god, see where I went with so much hatred. Yeah, so the arcade machine thing happens here. Let's jump this ahead a little bit. Trying to escape. And then this is the dramatic return that you're talking about, right? But Miro's got the table position. What is that? A car coming at him? I love how the car came from the distance so dramatically. As soon as we saw the minivan, we knew it was Sue. Trent's mom. It's Sue. And Trent's in the back. Trent's back. And then. And then he kisses her son on the way to the ring. Each time, right? Every time he goes to wrestle. And that's it. He's back back now. And now he's back with his best friends. The reunion of the friends. This is a ridiculously dramatic story. They reunited the best friends for this. 
seems a burning brighter here when it comes to fighting. Oh. And they're just ping-ponging Miro back and forth. Yeah, see, this is the come up, and this is the kind of shit WWE doesn't give you a feel good moment with all the bodies. Anyways, jump ahead a little bit because they kick his ass for a while. For me, motherfuckers. Look at that straight. Yeah, look at that because that's a cardboard. That's not a real arcade cabinet, man. Chuck Taylor's got Kip up. Look at this. Crazy. Through the stage. Body's long everywhere. There's the three count. It's legal. It's an event. It's official. And then you go home to the Pixies. I kind of like, what more can you ask for? I could almost forgive all the mistakes. Look at this. And Chris Stantlander as well. Like, these guys are super over now. And by the way, it's confirmed that Chris Statlander is part of this stable now. She wasn't just out there. Like, she's with them. They confirmed it because they gave us a holy shit group hug. And Orange Cassidy tweeted, the alien sits with us now. Yeah, look at that. Threw her right in something. Look, you get the best friend's hog. We haven't seen that in a long time. And then Statlander officially recruited as part of the Best Friends. Best Friends group hug. Yes! Yeah! That's how you send the crowd home happy. And they give the thumbs up to Trent's mom, Sue. (laughs) This shit could be a Nickelodeon. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Talk about a happy ending. Hey, they they said everybody home happy, damn it. I'm smiling now, like if that shit's really happening. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be the first one to fucking tell you, I swear to God. See, that's what it is. It it all doesn't matter as long as you feel good at the end. That was good. The bad guys got their asses kicked. A new team formed. Trent's mom gave the thumbs up. I just love how Trent's, how like, like, Sue is over. I love that shit. So good. Nobody got in a pop in a white minivan like fucking Sue. So good. So good. See, it's stuff like this is why. I'm more patient with them. Yeah, they fuck up, but then sometimes they send you home to the fucking pixies. There you go. I, I just have to look at things objectively, you know? Yeah. So, you know what it is? I just feel like, it's like I've said before, with them being around not even two years, I feel like you gotta almost have a little bit more patience with them. Whereas WWE, fucking, my dad was probably 20 when they first showed up. No more. But <laughs> Yeah. We'll get to that on Raw. <laughs> yeah, gonna we're gonna have to bullet point from this point forward because it's getting late and we have four polls, guys. Remember, stay in the chat. We're gonna link you to some voting oh, polls. Oh, we're getting close to one. Cameron Grimes. <laughs> I must have probably the best gimmick on NXT right now. I must He's have rewinded it, I dude. I legit, I sure rewinded it like three or four times just because <laughs> it was so fucking. When it said Grimes, the system. I couldn't stop whining it. I was like a kid. That's like one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. I laugh. You know what it is? I laughed so hard. I felt the need to tweet Roderick Strong and apologize for laughing. That's how funny this shit was. To me. Dude, I kept whining and I was like, oh my God. I'm going to go to this part so you guys could see. I wasn't fully prepared, but I got something that might change your mind. <laughs> He's going to try to what market. Do you think about the new t-shirt? Oh. Okay. 
Okay, so maybe you weren't too happy about that one. He wants to do the undisputed arrow with him. Look at this. sound killed me the way the fucking music I have to see it again oh my god that's so fucking funny but wait till you get a hold of it I love that it starts like that oh wait it's about to come another beat's about to drop <laughs> I'm sorry, but I feel like from now on, every time we have to talk about a Cameron Grimes system, Cameron Grimes, oh, see, I almost man. fucking up. A Cameron Grimes segment, we need that shit ready. He messed with their shit. <laughs> Grimes, the system. Uh, <laughs> another beat's about to drop. When you said I had no, I had no clue what was going, you could give me a thousand years. I had never seen that coming. Oh my god, I, that shit was I was I didn't expect it to have I didn't expect it to have so much effort. Like the fact that the voice actually grimes the and then it had like the thing <laughs> like man, he really he really made this shit his own. I love that Roderick kicked his ass before we got to hear the next beat at least. <laughs> How dare you fuck with my intro? I almost want that now, even though I know they would never go for it. I want him to join the Undisputed Era and add his own, his own freaking hillbilly. Makes his own version. Fucking like like the Grimes era. That one. But wait till you get a oh, hold of this. Grimes. The system. See, it stops right there. Every time we talk about it. Oh, it's going to come. We got another beat. About to drop into it. It sounded like there was a real another beat there, too. Like, he's not fucking... Right about it they were, it was gonna somehow incorporate that banjo shit into <laughs> bro i laughed oh, so dude. hard and i laughed still so hard i couldn't even bring myself to like rewatching it because i you know i'm gonna fucking pass out that's the only show that's still entertaining like on a genuine not just because we do this level where it's like there's just shit on there it's like are you kidding me that's what they decided to like, do like, like like if we just stop doing this show nxt be the one you still watch just for shit like that Oh yeah, man, because it's, it's just, it's, if you're going to be ridiculous, go crazy with it. You know what I mean? Like that was fucking funny. Yeah. It's just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like just do, go, go straight up. If you're going to try to add humor to something that's not supposed to be humorous, be, go as, as far towards Seth MacFarlane type shit as you can go. And it helps. <laughs> you know that what camera I mean? Vibes is just naturally funny. Yeah, he <laughs> is. I didn't realize how funny that dude was, man. All right. When like, I was watching that man hanging out with fucking Shane Helms and Andrew Everett and TNA. I didn't realize this shit was here. It's about to drop into another beat. <laughs> like, he was really proud of that shit. He was ready, too. Yeah, this Spanish fly here. It's running Spanish fly off of the corner ropes here. I thought, glad no one's Three, dead. Two oh, this shit. Here tonight, and again, both superstars will compete in the Gauntlet Eliminator Qualifying. Close. Too close. Every time he does that move, I get a little scared. Yeah. And ironically, Roderick's too distracted and destroyed by the loss of the Undisputed Era, and he actually loses. Cameron Grimes yeah. kicks his ass. Cameron Grimes pinned a former North American champion. Yeah, man. I don't like, yeah, I really like Roderick. He's one of my favorite Ring of Honor guys. It sucks that they consider him like a secondary guy out here when there was a point where he was the face of Ring of Honor, you know? Like such a fall from grace yeah. from that. 
unfortunately. Of course, you know how they like acknowledging what you did outside of this company. So. Mm-hmm. Indy Hartwell and Candice have a match against, uh, I don't know, the NXT name, Priscilla Kelly and one of Booker T's students. Yeah, it was uh, Gigi Dolan and Zeta Ramirez. Yeah, what are these fucking names that they give him? You know what? I like the way these teams look. I love the way uh, Pris- Priscilla Kelly looks out there. That's someone who's experienced. That's Darby Allen's ex-wife, right? Yeah. Um, you know, she looks really good. Uh, and yeah, it was just it was, it was solid. It was overall solid. You know, what were your thoughts about this? I think that also another thing I want to point out: Indy Hartwell, man, she's she's huge. Like when you really look at her, right. like uh, compared to the other girls, when, she's, when she's huge and impactful. Say, it's kind of funny because um, she took over NXT's Instagram this past week. When I see her walk up to the other girls, and I'm like, why is this bitch so much taller than everybody else? Yeah, she hit her Arn Anderson like style spinebuster out there. Except, like, everybody except, I think, like, Raquel Gonzalez, she was like a foot taller than I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, crazy. Really solid stuff, though. Remind me next stream, Ashley. Next time I'm on here for a game stream, I'll have it prepared then if I can't get it tonight. Because we're trying, it's WrestleMania week, so it's crazy busy right now. I don't have the link on me, but I promise you, I'll, I'll pull it up for you. If you just want the song, because there wasn't really like a video to it, there was just it was just a song. Um, but if you just want the song by itself, just go to the beginning of uh last week's episode, the very beginning when you hit play is that. It, like I said, there's, it's not like there's an image or something. So when I link you, it would just be that song. Oh my god! Yeah, you can find it on our, uh, on our on our last Monday on the Twitch, on Facebook, or on uh oh yeah. Or on SoundCloud, iTunes, anywhere we find a podcast, find on the beginning of that, and you'll see it. Oh yeah. Um. Also, what's with uh? So we have Taya Valkyrie's gonna debut, and the way that they show it is through her dog. And her name's gonna be Frankie. So that's the thing. Because actually, the shoe, I believe that was her and um Morrison's actual dog. I don't give a and fuck if it was actual dog. <laughs> dog or not. But it's just weird that, that her name was that her name would be Frankie. Stop touching shit. So this is the, I guess this is the, and you know what's weird? I found this, not making the program, but I found this just scrolling Twitter. And like when I'm scrolling my Twitter, I have the audio off. So the way I have it right now is the way I saw it. Like I, and I didn't click on it for it to come to life or whatever, but I just stood on it. And I'm thinking like, is a dog debuting in the fucking performance center? Like, what am I watching? Like, where is this leading? I didn't know what it was. Like I just scrolled and just sort of, I'm watching. I'm like, why is there a dog? Like, is this going to be a new character? Like, is, have we reached Namco levels of fucking insanity? It's going to be like Tekken, where you have Kuma. We're going to have the dog animals fighting against, yeah, yeah, against you know, the you know, fucking... It's going like, to be like, I can't remember which Resident Evil game it was, but when you find the secret ending, you find that a dog is in control and everything. And then the dog eventually runs to Taya, whose name is now Frankie in this company. Was the dog ever incorporated into her gimmick in Impact if you or don't, anything? If you don't know, if you don't follow them on social media, you don't know this dog exists. But then they used it to debut, and then you don't ever really see her. You yeah. just see the the boots. So it's like an Easter egg for now, people who just follow her on social media. How weird, right? Now, 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 here's what pisses me off about this uh Frankie nickname. One, stop touching shit. Two, the fact that her name used to be Tyre Valkyrie in Impact, that means that the kick-ass name of her finisher is going to be changed. Because in Impact, her finisher was basically a variation of a glam slam she called the Road to Valhalla. And now it wouldn't make any sense because she's Frankie. Be- she, could, she could call it the Frankfurter. Fucking <laughs> God. And she has a dog. She could call it the hot dog. Call it the hot dog. She's Frankie and it's the hot dog. This is perfect. This is just what WWE <laughs> likes to do, right? <laughs> Fuck being Valhalla. That's too cool. Fuck being a Valkyrie. You could be Frankie and the hot dog. 
that's perfect. This shit <laughs> like this, and they wonder why NXT lost the Wednesday Night War because it's got that WWE stink on it because they do stupid shit like Tanner from Taya Valkyrie to fucking Frankie. Congratulations, you already made me hate the gimmick before the bitch even shows up. Yeah, I did like her better as Taya Valkyrie, but you know WWE, they like to Taya change. Taya Valkyrie had a presence to it. It's just funny. You know, just... Even when she showed up in Lucha Underground and she was just Taya, there was a presence. Yeah, I don't now, know what happened. You, you tell me, Frankie, if, if I just randomly walked up to somebody and told them Frankie debuted in NXT, they were like, are they doing that thing where he did an impact when they made fun of Jersey Shore and stuff to those cookie? That's the first thing anybody's going to think when they hear this shit. Which is funny, bring up the Glam Slam and her variation of because uh, I recently saw that Beth Phoenix said that she got the Glamazon name from Sex in the City. That's so, great. So there's a little Easter egg for you guys. But yeah, Frankie, there you go. You don't even get to see her. You just get to see her shoes and the dog. Now, the, now, now next week, we're going to see up to the thigh. <laughs> you know how I like to do that shit, right? Oh, boy. I'm going to link you guys on social media. Remember back in the days when somebody showed up on another company on the Indies and they were just that person? Yeah, not anymore, though. Fucking Juice and Thunder Liger showed up in TNA for Bound for Glory. That motherfucker was Juice and Thunder fucking Liger. They didn't call him fucking Lightning Kitty or whatever the fuck they would change his name to. Yeah, we were worried about that, remember? God, oh my. Those were the days when we were worried about what Nak- how Nakamura was going to turn out, and then he turned out exactly how I thought he was going to turn out. See, it's because back then some of us still had hope, which, uh, by the way, it's been, I believe... I can't remember exactly, but I know it is to this day was the day this particular date was the night was the day he showed up on SmackDown. So basically this was the day when everything went downhill. Mm-hmm. That it is. Now we're going to get to one of my favorite things because I'm a big fan of Tian Cha and Caden oh, Carter. Awesome. Look at this shit here. So Caden Carter, she goes to confront Tian Cha. Break the spell on my friend. Break the spell on my friend. And look what she does. This is fantastic. <laughs> Bitch, be gone. This is one of my favorite things. Look at that. She gives her a shoddy. When you have a problem, when you have a problem with someone, get them contact high. She got the strongest weed, as Gandalf says in the first Lord of the Rings. Oh, Toby, the finest weed in the Southlands. She got her that grade A gorilla paint. That bitch ain't gonna remember shit from this fucking day. And if you want to know how good was this shit, which is by the way being legalized recreationally in New York, if you want to know how good this shit is, she fell the fuck out. I wish I had a button a fucking do 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 because yeah, she took that kakian You gotta get the Windows ten Yeah, right there, dude. Goodbye. <laughs> you gonna start something with my friend? You gonna, gonna start a blunt with my friend? <laughs> Put her out. So does this mean that the next time we see her, she's gonna be a Tian Sha too? Probably. Yeah. She I has the image and the look for it. So. The Ministry of Darkness style, right? I remember that shit when they took the Godwin and turned him into Midian and they took Mabel and turned him into Viscera. And I was like, wow, look at that. That's some powerful magic. You just reboot somebody's gimmick. That's like hitting the randomize button on the creative character screen. <laughs> you guys lucked out. Could have been anything. Thank God you were Midian and Viscera. <laughs> she fucked you fucking found that she fucking found that one that one mark in Saints Row you can change your whole appearance again. 
Yeah, and poor Io Shirai. I can't not talk about Io Shirai, who had a bad night. She kept attacking Rhea Ripley everywhere. Oh, yeah, everywhere that she went. I mean, I mean Raquel Gonzalez. She kept attacking Raquel Gonzalez everywhere that she went. And she kept getting her ass kicked. And it's funny because she's the baby face and the heel is just living her life. And then here comes her getting attacked and getting thrown into shit, getting knocked into stuff, getting beat up. And she just kept coming. She kept coming until finally it boiled over into this final attack, which is the most hilarious one of all. Raquel, you seem to have dominated NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai tonight. How do you plan to continue that momentum into next week's takeover? The same way I've been doing it all night, Mackenzie. Look at the background. Look at the background. Look at the background. (laughs) (laughs) She keeps having to beat this girl up. Like (laughs) a reoccurring boss fight. I love this. Watch this. The sound it made too, right? Like, how did that sound? Like, look at the sound it made. <laughs> wow first of the fucking table and now this like as he says it's truth be told in most cases yes but it works better this way because it builds more the fact that now EO has to try to survive that and take over take over um stand and deliver I love how she ripped part of the shit off and then leans over. Stay down. It puts EO over. I get what they're going for because it's just showing the length and the extent that it takes to put her permanently down. Like she had to fuck her up two times and then eventually put her through a wall. And then it still leaves it obscure because like the show's coming to an end. Who knows if that time would have did it or not? We don't know. It's just that the show. Not only that, and it also shows the fact that like as long as when it comes to this match, Raquel is going to have a fight because EO is going to keep coming as long as she can stand back up. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I love that. That was really solid. Uh, then then you had a battle royale. LA Knight won. Didn't care for it much. Yeah, the whole thing is what's going to happen is um they're doing a gauntlet match, I believe, on night one. And how this, this was, basically, was basically a match to determine like the order. And since LA Knight won... I believe he was one of the last six. He's going to be the last one in that gauntlet. But, I mean, the only thing that really did come out of this was that it built one of uh, the takeover matches because Pete Dunne and Kushida eliminated each other. So now they're going to go at it and uh, stand and deliver. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the way that the second to last Wednesday Night War went with Dynamite, as we previously stated, bringing 700,000 viewers. Versus NXT 654,000.26 in the 18 to 49 demographic of NXT. Point twenty, uh, yeah, yeah, point twenty six from both. Wow, they tied in the demographics. I didn't catch that the first time. It's ending interesting. It's a shame that we're not going to get to see it continue because I would have loved to see what would happen from that point forward. You know? Yeah. Like it would have been interesting to just see exactly uh, if they would have eventually won. Some people will always argue that if this would have gone on for longer, that eventually 
NXT would have started to be the dominant one and that you could see it in these final weeks. Yeah. I just always felt that's like the unfortunate disadvantage that NXT had was just like WWE didn't put them in that spot because they gave a shit about them. Whereas there were a lot of people where they genuinely see NXT as the third brand and in some cases like they could treat them as Survivor Series, the A show. But WWE doesn't see it that way. And unfortunately, I feel like that hurt NXT. Because it's like, if you don't care, why should we? Yeah. No, you're right. I see what you're saying. Yeah, especially because, like I said, um, not to draw this out any longer, it played right into Survivor Series. Why was the defending champions not there NXT? They don't realize that doing stuff like that hurts you in the long run. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, with that, we're going to start our first poll of the night out of four polls. Voting polls are officially open for you to vote on the matches. I'm going to be dropping the links for you. There is the link for night one. Just click that link and uh, we can get the voting going. Oh, yeah. I'll give everybody a minute to get the link. I will also be bringing the link up on my screen so that you will see what you get when you click the link that I just put in the chat room. One second here as we load in. Click the link, guys. Click the link. Click it. All right. There we go. Night one NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. This is what you will see. As always, we're going to scroll through, look at some of the matches that are going on. Remember, uh, this takes place April 7th. This is this upcoming Wednesday, first of the four pay-per-views. So this is the NXT Tag Team triple title, triple threat match for the vacant tag titles. Legado de yep. Fantasma, Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza against MSK's Nash Carter and Wesley against Grizzly Young Veterans, James Drake and Zach Gibson. What are your thoughts here? So, I was a little unsure on how to on how to um map out how this was going to go until not even shit you not. I had a thought. I am going MSK, but for history's reason, because ever since they started incorporating the NXT tag titles into the Dusty Cup winners, the Dusty Cup winners have never have never failed to win the tag titles. Undisputed Era were the first. I believe they're the first and the second. Um, you know, under, no, off of their pain, won the Dusty Cup. Then they won the tag titles. Undisputed Era, Dusty Cup, tag titles. Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne, Dusty Cup, tag titles. So I think, considering especially that, let's be real, Grizzle Young Veterans have kind of been on the Dallas Bell, and they haven't really built up Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza as like a threat to those tag titles. I think MSK's taking it. Especially because, like we've said before, when it came to them in the Dusty Cup, how do you prepare for those two? Like, they're walking cheat codes. They do the craziest shit. So I feel like it's going to overwhelm Phantasma's team and the Grizzly Young Veterans. Because, like, you can't deal with a team like that. And they do have a lot of charisma there. Oh, yeah. The guys have been white hot since they've shown up. It's so interesting to give it to a starting team like that, though, don't you think? In most cases, I would think so. But with the impression they've made, I could see why they do it. I'll go with you because I want them to win. I think it would be interesting. Yeah, yeah it's just like for the other, if it was, if the other two teams had done more in the tag division in NXT, I could see it. I mean, the only other thing, the only reason I could even see them giving it to Grizzle Young Veterans is the fact that they have their, uh, the fact that they were the first ever NXT UK tag team champions. So it's like they've been champions before, but that's the only other way I could see it going. Okay. Moving along in night one of NXT, you have the NXT North American title number one contender gone to eliminator match. You have Dexter yeah, Loomis. Go ahead. 
I was going to say, yeah, um, and due to his uh, victory this past Wednesday, as I said, LA Knight will be entering this match last. Okay. The other contenders are Dexter Loomis, Cameron Grimes, Isaiah Scott, and Leon Ruff. <sighs> Grimes, the system. I, I feel like he might, I feel like he's taking this one. Tuna, man. Like, I swear, not only does he entertain me the most, he's been on the verge of that North American championship multiple times. And with the way he's been able to snap off that cave-in, I feel like that would make a difference for him because then he'd be able to get people in and out quick. And since we don't know the order that everybody else is coming in, maybe he gets lucky and he's the second to last one. Or maybe he's the first one in and he can just get two out real quick. But then Bronson Reed's going to be a problem. That's the thing. Bronson Reed would be my second pick. Yeah, I feel like I'd go, if I had to pick, if I had two choices, it's Cameron Grimes or Bronson Reed. I'm going with Cameron Grimes on this one. It's hard to bet against him, right? Like he's so he, he's gotten so good. Yeah, he deserves it. I want him to win. Next, we have a singles match of Kushida against Pete Dunne. First of all, this is going to be heaven. It's the dream match I never knew I wanted. Um, I feel like for the sake that Kushida's still kind of on the rise in NXT, I feel like I give him this one because a win over a former United, a former United Kingdom champion, would be huge for him. I agree. I don't feel like Kushida has much has had much of a presence in uh, yeah, NXT, like, and I'd like to see more. Yeah, he's yeah. Pete Dunne's at the point where Pete Dunne can afford lose losses. The guy's already had a one of a kind career, so it's like losing at a takeover wouldn't hurt him. Okay, Kushida, it is. We're agreeing a lot. Yay! United Kingdom title match: Tommaso Ciampa against Walter defending. First of all, congratulations to Walter. Two years. United Kingdom champion. But, uh, damn, this is tough because everybody they've thrown at Walter, he's managed to survive. Actually, you know what? For me, it's going to come down to one thing. Can Ciampa hit that fairy tale ending? Because I don't know if Willow's belt is going to be enough. But if there was anybody who I think can get that belt off of um, Walter, I feel like it'd be Ciampa. And so far, they've had Americans challenge for the UK title, but they haven't had an American winner. Ciampa has been very displaced in NXT currently. And I kind of feel like to change things up and keep him fresh, he probably has to leave the brand. Since they're clearly not doing anything with him. Like, yeah, that thing he did with Timothy Thatcher was cool. But uh, nothing's really, nothing big. I think it would be interesting. Clearly, Walter's going to be part of Imperium and stay over in NXT US. At least that's the impression I'm getting. Yeah. So maybe Probably go Ciampa, back. And, yeah, well, it looks like he's going back and forth more, but yeah. Maybe they have Ciampa win the UK championship so that they get more eyes on that product. Yeah, because then that'd be a reason for him to go over. And it gives Ciampa something different. I don't need to see him in NXT every week, especially if he's not doing anything important right now. You, th- this is a guy who was one of their largest feuds, one of their biggest champions, and he's just kind of having matches. I don't really need that every week. That's how they fuck everybody else up. So yeah, yeah. doing sort of like a Moxley-style thing where it's like he's not here in NXT. Let the people on Wednesdays miss him and the USA Network and Peacock miss him. And uh, he'll be on UK. And when people want to see if they're invested enough, they could even just see his matches or whenever something pertains to him. Give him something different, a new notch under his belt. Keep Walter busy over here in the U.S. I'm agreeing again. Going with Champa. I think this is the first one where we've agreed on everything. Yes, indeed. So far, so good. NXT Women's Title Match is next for Kel Gonzalez, Yoshirai defending. Yep, they will main event night one, and 
Oh, I feel like because EO has been champion now over 300 days. I feel like it, the story is going to be how much fight I guess EO is going to have. But I think Raquel might be the one to beat it out of her. I because they clearly, they clearly built this Wednesday of the story of this match is going to be the fact that Raquel almost can't seem to get her to stay down. I, I'm, I'm 100% uh, thinking Raquel's going to take it here. I could be wrong, but yeah. I would like to see her take it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go Raquel for this one. Yeah. I feel like if by chance EO does take it, it's literally going to be by the skin of her teeth. I could see that. Like, she's going to barely so. get by her. All right, well, I'm going Raquel for this, and that ends night one. Remember, guys, this is going to be Saturday. This is WrestleMania week, so tomorrow is the Hall of Fame at 8 p.m. Wednesday. I'm sorry, Wednesday. This is going to be Wednesday, night one. Thursday will be night two. Hit that finish button, and that'll get you to the end of night one. I've never done four polls before. I put four polls together. I think you need six years' experience doing this. <laughs> To be this would have broke some normal people. Yeah, like our old crew would have died out here. Oh my god, we've been—I've been—you heard me in the background burying them right now. Yeah, I much rather just have us handle. Like you have to evolve and grow with the format, and no one really did. So night two. Woo! Link is in the chat. Give you guys a minute to get to it. Just a minute this time because we've been here a minute ago. Night two now. We continue to match this Thursday night exclusively on Peacock. We start off with the NXT Women's Tag Title Match. Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart defend their titles against The Ways, Candice LeRae, and Indy Hartwell. Ooh, see, I feel like for the sake of the fact that they just got those belts, they gotta let um, Ember and Shotzi ride for just a little bit longer. Because, I mean, their first champions had a reign of an hour. You can't have this title start out with two really short reigns. Yeah, I mean, that would be bad to, to change already, you know? Yeah, like, like I like Candace and Indy, I like the way and everything, but just for the sake of building those titles up, they gotta let Ember and Shotzi have those for a while. Yeah, they have their own music, they have their own tank. I'm gonna agree with you here once again. I'm on a roll, people. I've never had them agree with this many times. <laughs> NXT, NXT Cruiserweight title unification ladder match. Santos Escobar and Jordan Devlin both Cruiserweight champions. This is going to unify them once and for all. So, I feel like, unfortunately, the pandemic did kind of screw Devlin when it came to the timing. But I feel like I feel like Devlin's going to get that spot back because, realistically, Santos only got it because Devlin couldn't travel. So it kind of feels like the whole thing of, you were filling my spot, now I'm taking my shit back. It almost kind of feels like Devlin might be a little bit more suited for our ladder match than Santos is. This one's kind of tough, but I think I think I'm going for the ace on this one, the Irish ace, not the Japanese ace. Hmm. This might be where we have a split, just because I don't really know enough about Jordan Devlin. I kind of feel like the this this guy, this Phantasma guy, is a big deal, and it's like they were developing that really well. It would suck for him to just like a lot of the other Spanish guys, like Andrade, like after all that build, just drop him down, you know, which seems to be what they were doing when carrying Cross kicked his ass. Yeah. This might be the one split so far that we have. Yeah, I don't think that Devlin showing up just so short a while ago is enough. I think he needs to chase him more. Yeah, but see, he'd already chased it a little bit before he got it. So. Right. But and, then, goes and, then, for... and then they'd been building him on UK up until um, he won the championship. And it seemed like they were going to run with something. And then 
fucking pandemic just killed everything. And then he was stuck over in the UK. Yeah, but that's why I think they'd rebuild it. You know, they wouldn't just try to pick up where they left. Or kind of like they're doing with Drew. So you think like he would lose it to Santos and then eventually probably get it back after a chase? I think so, because they need, they need to reintroduce people into that. You know, you can't just have him show up and be like, look who's here. And now he's in the match and he just wins it. There needs to be a little bit more tension, I think, built up into this. Okay, so you see this almost going past um, past this ladder match. Yeah, definitely. That would just be a shitty okay. story where it's just like, poof, now he, this guy showed up at the end of a pandemic and now he has it, the end. You know, it's almost like that other shit doesn't count now. There's like a do-over, you know? A lot of people, there's a reboot for a lot of people, so I kind of thought the build would be better for him. But we'll see, because you might be onto something. I mean, Karrion Cross did kick this guy's ass. Yeah. And truth be told, like, maybe it's just because I, I always followed uh, NXT UK a little bit more. I sometimes almost forget that Santos is champion. You and I see like him, and I'm first, like, oh, the- yeah, there's Cruiserweight champion, where it's like, Jordan Devlin, at least for me, has always had so much of a presence. You spelled it right the first time. I don't know why you can't see it. You should just be able to click on it and it just pops up. Should be right there, man. It's right there. Like nearly it's the right no. there. <laughs> I'm, I'm physically, I had to click it like you, like to get here. <laughs> like this is it on the website, active on the, on the actual machine. But yeah, I'm going to go with Escobar for this. First split of the night. Look at that. NXT North American title match. Johnny Gargano against, we don't know. Yeah, we don't even know who he's going to face. So, it's hard so to I definitely, determine. I feel like, I feel like Organo's going to retain. I kind of do Austin too with that. He doesn't have a match, so I feel like he would play as like almost like a last resort if, if anything else. No, especially I don't if have like a, Especially if like a Bronson Reed wins it. What's up, Brittany mode? What do you guys mean? Like, you don't have to click it on the side. I'm, I'm putting it in the, uh, it's in the chat room. See? Yeah, it's that link right there. I'll, I'll even post it again for you. I have the bot put it out here. See this? This link, you can click that. Takes you right to the poll. Do you need the website? Let me know. And thank you, Brittany Bode, for the follow. Yes, thank you very much for that follow. I don't have the, uh, when I'm on the screen, I don't have the thing up. I'll put the links up by the end of the night, most likely. Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh, no. Oh, here we go. (laughs) I got tense for like two seconds because I was like, I swear to God, if you steal the game. Oh, yeah, and I was going to mess up twice. <laughs> Just fuck with him, right? All right, so Gargano, we're going to choose the retains here. Again, we'll update the, these polls, keep the links. We'll update them throughout the week. If WWE changes anything, we'll just look at the top, and whatever's added or changed will be bumped to the top, and it'll say in the title over here, right next to it, it'll say when I update it, so you guys will know. And you only got to go back and vote on the new stuff. Skip everything. I'll scroll down to the bottom, hit send. It'll still count. Don't worry about that. Anyway, next we got the unsanctioned match. Of Kyle O'Reilly against Adam Cole, baby. Oh, God, this is going to be uncomfortable. Um, The part that's making it hard to pick for me is it's not like they did in Ring of Honor where they had a series of matches before and then it got to, like, the well. Like, they went straight to the well with this one. Because mm. it's like, let's say this continues. Where do you go after this? Like, huh. Actually, wait a minute. It just hit me. What if after this is like a loser leaves NXT or something like that? I'm thinking Be- about it here. Uh, yeah, I, this one's tough. This one's this one's the hardest really one. hard to pick. What do you guys think, Kyle O'Reilly like, or Adam I, Cole? Because it's like you could make a case for either guy winning. You know what? I feel like I feel like if I, I, I you know, screw it, I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm going Kyle O'Reilly on this one just because I remember how I remember how violent that match when. 
uh, Kyle won the ROH World Title. Got so I know the places that that those that these two will go, and I'm almost counting on them trying to replicate that finish. So you're gonna go Kyle here. I, I want to go Kyle here too. It's hard to because it's hard because you can all you can make a case for Adam Cole winning this too. But yeah, I think I'm gonna go Kyle with this one. Okay, I'm gonna go Kyle with you on this one because I want him to win. So NXT title match: Finn Balor defending against Karrion Cross. Just like before, before Karrion got hurt, it's way too soon. Like he he hasn't really done much in NXT. Yeah, it's he's, weird that he started he's picking up cruiserweights. Like, he feuded with like he feuded with just Champa. Lee and I can't even say he feuded with Santos. He just beat him up, and he's not intimidating enough to justify his entrance. His entrance is more intimidating than he is. Yeah. Whereas this whole thing with Balor, yeah, his first NXT run was a dry one, but this one has been substantially more memorable. Whether it been some of his promos, the way some of his matches, like the one with Kyle O'Reilly, got more violent. Like this is a fan that I want to see run with this title for a little while. And like I just couldn't, I couldn't have him lose to Karrion Cross, especially on WrestleMania week. Yeah, Finn for me. I'm not even a Cross fan. You had me at Finn. <laughs> you know. And after that, guys, you hit that finish, and that is survey number two for the evening. Awesome. Make sure you get those votes in if you will. Yeah, helps us see where everybody kind of stands when it comes to some of these events. So. And that brings us to the final part of the reviews going into WrestleMania week, uh, which we could just talk briefly about. SmackDown, just do quick rundowns if you don't mind, Destin. Anything that stands out to you with uh, SmackDown, I guess I'll do Raw. Um, I do like the fact that uh, Edge, Edge kicking off the show, basically stating that um, he found the rated R superstar again after everything that's gone down. Pretty much like shits on everybody. Like Roman, Brian, pretty much everybody got it. I still don't see it as much as a heel turn as just as it's somebody pissed off that Daniel Bryan keeps sticking his nose in his title shot. But um, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to add a lot to see what goes into um, WrestleMania this year. Uh-huh. Uh, you had an eight-man with Ziggler, Rude, Otis, Gable against Mysterio, Dominic, and the Street Profits. Um... Ziggler, Rude, Otis, and Gable going over. What else did we have? We had Shayna Baszler um, being accompanied by Nia Jax against Natalia. And this was hilarious. Don't ever injure Vince's favorites, clearly. Because Shayna was treated like shit here. There was like a small package that got reversed like one or two times, was it? Or an inside cradle. Some shit <laughs> yeah. like that. You know, and she winds up just losing like to basically nothing. She got beat you know? by the nothing. Uh, and then all of the girls, they do one of those things where, like, the locker room bleeds out. Well, essentially, first of all, it was a sharpshooter. Natalia tries to sharpshooter, and then Baszler winds up re- reversing that into a roll-up, and then that roll-up gets reversed for the win. But then what happens is the locker room spills out, and uh, you have Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot who come out, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, uh, Lana and Naomi. Pretty much um, all the girls in the title match. Yeah, but the cool part was the end of this uh Freaking Natalia and Tamina hit the heart attack on Lana, so she gets the worst as her father and and then the Anvil Nightheart's move. So get a move. Shades of her father, as Michael Cole used to say. Even though he used to say it about the spinning clothesline, which wasn't Shades of her father, but whatever. Uh what else? You had the red carpet thing with, with freaking uh Sami Zayn. And Logan Paul. 
when Logan Paul, can you believe that? That's where we are now <laughs> in the world. We got Logan Paul out here. Like, what is Logan going Paul on, next. right? We should what? We should get Logan Paul next. No. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, this Logan is like five Paul, minutes. I can't do five minutes of this world, shit. It'll show all of your followers that this is not a conspiracy theory, that this, in fact, is a conspiracy, and now they will have to accept that. I love your open mind. But, but I would like to formally invite you to once again... <laughs> Don't hurt yeah. Hands, you're going to get to see firsthand what I am going to do to that backstabbing, willfully ignorant Kevin Owens. But that... I like how documentary. Logan Paul looks at this. If what he's saying is true, this is huge. I saw that paper. She's lying. She's lying. Who told you to ring the bell? I'm sure these guys didn't get it. How with your trick camera angles? The referees are they're literally haunting my dream. I've developed a strange dislike for zebras. Don't believe conspiracy theories. Are you a flat earther? A flat earther? It's the second time flat earth has come up. We shouldn't look into flat earth. <laughs> right? That has nothing to do with it, does it? Anyway, I gotta say, what the fuck is going on, man? Jesus Christ. In my crew. Damn, this trailer. These cameras. Go away! Yo, they put more work in the trailer. I don't, I don't care what Kevin Owens thinks. What I care about is what does Logan Paul think? Well, I can tell you put a lot of effort into it, and you're the way. You- oh, Kevin Owens! Stunner! <laughs> Whoa! As long as you keep up with this crazy stuff, this is going to keep happening to you. Oh! You understand me? I don't care how many times I have to stun you back to reality. I'm not going to stop. And if I can't talk sense into you, I'm going to beat sense into you at WrestleMania, Sammy. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So even though it's under comedic and slightly hokey circumstances, we're getting Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn at WrestleFuckingMania. Yeah, cool. Holy Finally, right? shit, they've come a long way. And that's something that's definitely going to be entertaining. Oh, yeah, because when, when these... I, 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 I don't want the comedy. I don't want the hokey shit. I want them to go like they've been going for years. Because when these two get in the ring together, it is special. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, next we got the, uh, what was the girls' match again, right? It was uh, Carmella against Bianca Belair. Bianca going over with her KOD, ugly KOD. Carmella took it wrong. Yeah, that, one, that one was funky. Mm-hmm. I do yeah. love that when uh, Sasha tried to sneak attack her. <laughs> Bianca turned around and said, WrestleMania, not tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, motherfucker, don't, don't you do that shit. Yeah, and what else did we have after that? We had uh, oh, Daniel Bryan and Jey Uso in a street fight. Yeah, where Daniel fucked him up with the chain, right? Was pounding his face with the chain. chain. And- he was being Brian Danielson to him. That's what that's what Jay needs. Because Jay's walking around all thuggish and shit. It's like you gotta be careful, man. You know? Check your ass back to reality. Yeah, you don't want to be with part that soul of that soul music for real. Yeah, you don't want to be a part of that life. And uh yeah, how did that end again? Uh Brian tapped him out with a yes lock on the sta- on the ramp, I believe. And, and Roman looked very uncomfortably annoyed sitting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, they brought in 2.36 million views for that, a little bit up from last week. 
that brings us to the last stop of Raw. It's Raw. Yeah. Which which the previous week did 1.701 million viewers, which is a bit down. They were 1.802 the week before, so they went down about 100. Anyway, you had Woods against AJ. Kofi threw a fucking mic at Omos, and like he shoot no so they just bounced off him, kind of went. Right. <laughs> I heard there's been some difficulty with his training going into this, so we're gonna have to see what happens. Yeah. Which, so, find, so. which I found it funny then that they mentioned on commentary like I've seen, I've seen footage of his training. It's impressive, and it's like no, no, the sheets are different. Well, that's why they told it, the advertisers don't listen to the sheets. Remember, they were like, "Hey, listen, these guys might say things that sound like the opposite of what we're saying, but it isn't." It's just different street language they use. <laughs> Braun has this promo against Shane with the cage around him. Braun is way too pissed off about Shane McMahon. Like, I'm genuinely convinced that no one hates Shane more than him and probably us. Right. <laughs> like, because he he's stupid. Why is that like? He's so fucking angry. You would have thought Shane said he fucked his mother in the basement. Like, he, the way he sells it is like nothing in the world matters more to him than fighting Shane. Like WrestleMania just happens to be coming up. That's like an obstacle in the way of him fighting Shane. That shit could have been backlash. He doesn't care. He doesn't point to the sign to go to WrestleMania. He just wants to fight Shane. This could have been in the cafeteria. This could have been in the bakery, the bus, Radio Shack. He doesn't give a fuck about wrestling or WWE wrestling. He just wants to fight Shane. He just fucking wants to fight Shane. And he's really good at selling it. Big guys always hate Shane. Right. Nobody Shane's size hates him that much. And then Shane comes on. He's more hateful. He brings out Jackson Riker and Elias. And uh, they really make these guys look like shitty goons, you know? Like, just go out there and get your ass kicked by Braun again. Uh, what else? Miz and Morrison painting Hey Hey Ho Ho on Bad Bunny's car and, and being very artistic about the bunnies that they drew. He must draw a lot of bunnies for his kid. Um, and Bad Bunny later on comes and finds this car that has all this finger paint and shit all over it, or ketchup, whatever prop they used, and he winds up getting ambushed by the Miz. Which annoyed me because my first thought was, so you just went there without Damien Priest? And I gotta say, Bad Bunny gave a better promo than anyone who's in wrestling regular. He came out there and he made me believe in him. Like, he was half in English, half in Spanish. By the end of it, I believed every word of it. Something he that most wrestlers aren't able angry. to do. Yeah, he was really good at this, like, like, man. Because one of the running themes of tonight was everybody was cutting angry, passionate WrestleMania promos. His was the only one where I believed every second of it. All he has to do is fix that fucking hair of his, and I might be a fan. <laughs> well, that shit ain't happening, so you probably start becoming a fan now. They used to say he got so mad that he put his, his bunny ears back. Like when he came to the ring, and he did. He was oh, walking to the ring. Stasis, go and, he, to bed. and he put those. He put those fucking. I don't know what else to call him. It's a great name, but he 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 put his bunny ears back. When watch when he's walking to the ring, like he's ready to fight. Like you know where a girl takes off his earrings, he ties back his fucking bunny ears. That's hardcore. <laughs> that needs to be his thing. Like when he wrestles, like you know where Kurt Angle takes the straps off of his singlet. Like I yeah, knew you, were going there. I you know knew he you needs were going to. There. He needs to fucking put the bunny ears back. Oh shit, he's putting back the bunny ears. You know what this means, guys. <laughs> So, so what you're telling me is that means he's going to do like Kurt Angle did that one match where he fucking pulled the straps up and then pulled them back down. Yeah. It'll be who was who it that takes their pants off? Garza, right? <laughs> yeah, Garza. That's great, you man. So bad. Just so the way he mad. tears his pants off. The f- I'm, I'm telling you, so, tell you why I'm so upset at this. I think you might remember this. When you said who takes their pants off, my instant thought was fucking Eric Young when he was a comedy heel. 
Yeah, no, but but Garza does that shit with style. Breakaway pants. And fucking put me in coach pants. Yeah, well, Bunny could just put his ears back. Oh He's the God. most... See, he works out really good, though, right? Yeah. But you know what it is? It's because I haven't seen him all year long. Like, I just started, we just started really seeing him. Yeah, but the kid grows on me. Like, he's he's tough. He seems to actually know what the hell he's saying and what he's doing. He's actually convincing. I'm telling you, man, he's one bottle of conditioner away from me being a fucking fan. Great <laughs> 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 shit for Oh, my God. Head and shoulders, motherfucker. Oh, head and shoulders, gain a fan. Gain a fan. You know, he's one. <laughs> he's literally one bottle of conditioner away from me buying a shirt. Oh my god! I don't know what's going on up there, and I don't want to. Just make it stop. <laughs> I don't want this to be one of those things that people have to explain the haircut to me later on, or how people have the haircut. I think that while there's time, since I haven't seen it around my peers, that you could quietly remove it before people, in fact, have the haircut. You could save me a lot of trouble. I tried See? to. I tried to go down this route years ago with Fubu. Blew up in my face. <laughs> See, you actually agree with me. You ain't I kidding. failed and there was Fubu everywhere. Motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> well, came on fucking podcast, uh, fucking national stage in the face. <laughs> I failed and there was Fubu everywhere. <laughs> I remember last time seeing that was the last time I saw something and the fuck. I hope this doesn't catch on. <laughs> And next thing you know, I was like, oh, no, another FUBU thing. And then before you know it, it was like, you FUBU, and you FUBU, and you too FUBU, and you FUBU. <laughs> My fucking stomach hurts again. Don't need that shit. And WWE fans are really influential, too. They'll have that haircut. Oh, I'm already nervous. <laughs> I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for that. The day I see that shit on a Thunderdome thunder screen, I am turning it off. I'm worried already. I'm already, I'm already, I'm tense about it. I'm tense about it. Like when we go to Code Red during a security oh. alert, I was like, oh shit, how close are we to the haircut? <laughs> WrestleMania's in a few days away. Is he going to be at Access? There's a lot of kids there. Thank God there's no Access, right, this year? They'll, 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 they'll get virtual. They'll do something. They'll put mask on. I would take my kid's mask and put it over his eyes when Bad Bunny's come out so he doesn't catch any Ooh. fucking ideas. They cover your head, kid. We'll be fine. Won't cover you in a few he minutes. Pulls it down and gets a peek. Don't you, don't you fucking do don't it. Don't even look. Don't even look. <laughs> anyway, the shit. I swear to God. Anyway, Bad Bunny. Let's let's look at somebody. We don't have oh. enough time. To look at all of it, but let's see what the hell. The Miz and Morrison crossed the line. No, we want to hear this Bad Bunny. We hear you all the time, priest. Say, I love and respect every superstar. You know, I remember when I used to watch. Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, every pay-per-view with my dad, with with my brothers, my friends, my family. (laughs) You know, I I have a lot of good memories with the WWE, but but now, now I, I, I don't know how to feel. I used to respect and love the miss <laughs> but he doesn't respect me better Since promo than Nakamura day. or Andrade with, with no reason okay I know that I did what I did and I'm not a professional wrestler but 
I'm a man. I'm a man and he disrespect me. I'm going to shut your mouth and whip your ass. You got a little John Cloud on, right? Didn't remind you of guy with John Cloud. I'm going to kick that son of a bitch bison's ass. You know where we're from? You fucking stupid. Nosotros no tenemos miedo. We don't have fear. Nosotros te vamos a enseñar a respetar como lo hacemos en casa y te vamos a romper la carota en WrestleMania. Es lo último que voy a decirte, Cantuelo. Oh, bien, bien, bien. Magnífico. And of course, Miz is healing. And, and it the up. fucking peanut gallery shows up. Miz is good at his job, though. You know, like, go back and watch her if you want to watch that. I can't put up with it right now. But yeah, Miz, Miz does a good job at getting heat there. I like it. It's just Morrison is just really annoying. I don't even, it's like, that's a different Morrison. That's like Morrison, the role of Morrison's being played by Corey Feldman. Like, what the fuck's going on now? See, that, 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 that's what's ruining this whole thing. That's why I can't take Mike seriously because he's hanging out with fucking Morrison. Once <sighs> they get rid of that part, I'll start taking him seriously again. Yeah. I don't know. It is something else. Rhea and Asuka. Rhea Ripley and Asuka teaming up against Nia and Shane. It seems like everybody teams up against Nia and Shane. They're like really popular. Yeah. Uh, Rhea sort of turns heel, I guess, right? On Asuka and she feeds her to Shane for I, the win. Yeah, I guess. I mean, even though they're fighting at Mania, but yeah, I mean. Right. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, after last week, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm, I'm not surprised. That's almost why I can't even call the heel turn. It's like, she flipped a table in her face like you think john morrison's hair is way worse no because i have more trouble figuring out bad bunny's hair like you know the way some people will be like you know business in the front party in the back i don't know what his is it's more like it, it's like i said maybe a couple of weeks ago morrison's hair just makes him look like that aunt that lets you drink but as long as you don't tell anybody it's See, more like fucking google on the top itunes towards the bottom <laughs> you stupid <laughs> <laughs> you know, like what the fuck? Did you just come up with that? <laughs> I really did. <laughs> Google on the top. I even that whole time, the- even that whole time that we just watched his promo, I'm glad we watched it again since I already heard it. I was able to spend like the whole time just trying to figure his hair out. <laughs> oh my god! But uh, it's kind of funny we mentioned Rhea Ripley because there is actually a little bit of news involving her coming out of WrestleMania. Um, Ace, I mean, her name is Ash Costillo. AKA the woman who does her music will be performing Rhea Ripley's entrance at WrestleMania. Well, that's cool. Yeah, so Rhea will something. be getting a live entrance this year. Very cool. Very, very cool. All right. Uh, what else happened? Lashley tapped out Cedric and then beat up Shelton. Big surprise there. Just threw them two to the wayside. Uh, yeah, I heard that they actually went to Vince. They were like, like they tried to talk him out of splitting up to her business. Even yeah, Batista was, was on social was media. Lashley, I believe. Yeah, and Batista was on social media saying, "Why would they do that?" And like a lot of people pissed and finally it, it lowered morale in the locker room. Like Vince really just didn't want them to have that. The rumor going around was that he didn't want them to pop more for Lashley and the hurt business at WrestleMania than for McIntyre, since there'll be fans there. I don't know if that's a valid thing, but. That's bad if that is where it's like, oh, you know, we just know that our main baby face isn't that popular. So we're worried that our heels look so cool that if they all come out together looking cool, that everybody might like them. Because they somehow don't understand that the fans are going to cheer for who they want to cheer. But you're not allowed to do that. Like, you're not allowed to do anything. Like, what, what, like, like, now watch what happens when Lashley gets cheered more than more than freaking McIntyre. Then they're sitting there like, don't know what the fuck to do. It's like, because that wasn't going to make a difference. 
what else happened? I actually, oh, I don't remember. I do roll off of memory of what the fuck was the end. Uh, they, they, oh, right. Corbin loses, right? Right. Yeah, Did I miss anything else besides Corbin losing? The fucking king is here to do somebody else's bidding. What? Yeah. What does that even mean? Right. Like, that'd be like a fucking, like, Robert Baratheon went and go got, went and got fucking cookies for fucking dinner. Like, what? Like, he's a king. Like, what, what, what the hell are we doing? He came over then, to the other branch just to get his ass kicked. But with theirs, it's worse because it's more like if Robert Baratheon went and got cookies for Daenerys and then when he got there and gave it to her, she took off her mask and was like, but I'm really Stannis. <laughs> you know, like that's how their booking goes. You're like, okay. And then Robert got turned into his fool. Like, what? Is there anything we missed on this Raw? Nothing of importance. Nothing. Oh, thank God. Yeah. It's time for another poll. It's time for WrestleMania night one this Saturday, this upcoming Saturday. It's WrestleMania night one. And we will be doing a post show for, I guess, night one and two. There will be no post shows for the takeovers. They're on Wednesdays and Thursdays. That can just be covered on Monday along with the Hall of Fame. At least that's my strategy here. But it is WrestleMania, so we will cover night one and two when they end and all that stuff, as always. I was reluctant about it. I was even going to have the second night of polls be at the end of WrestleMania night one's coverage, but there's a chance these matches might get shifted from night one to night two, and I don't want to take that chance, so we're just going to do it all tonight. That way we got our votes in. All right, I'll give you guys all a chance to uh, get in there. Would probably help if I put the fucking link. Get in there, guys. I'll be on as often as humanly possible, probably not after this today. Like, later on tonight, it'll be too late, but I'll be on as often as humanly possible this week either with extra content or whenever there's or those like again the saturday and the sunday then the monday ah and the monday shows all right let's switch over wrestlemania there we go night one what do they got for us oh look we start off with the singles match the miz versus bad bunny i mean you gotta have bad bunny go over like all this stuff for him to just lose to Mike? Nah, he had that. And let's not forget, this has been upgraded. We didn't mention that, but at Raw, this has been upgraded to a tag match. It'll be the Miz and Morrison against Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Oh yeah, so Mike's chances just went down drastically. Yeah, for Bad Bunny because he's gonna, because he's got a babysit Taya's wife in this match too. Yeah, nah, Morrison Morrison got this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, next after Bad Bunny goes over, you get a singles match: Cesaro against Rollins. Cesaro needs this. Cesaro does need this. This is a good time to elevate him. Please push Cesaro. He just signed your shitty contract. So I think that was an easy pick there. I'm anxious to see this match, though, because these are two Ring of Honor veterans. You know they can put on a great match. So look, that's I'm two so matches so far. We're going to determine while going through this poll how excited we are for WrestleMania this weekend, too. Because look at that. That's two matches now that so far. I'm excited for the Bad Bunny Miz thing. Thanks to Bad Bunny. And I'm excited about the Cesaro Rollins thing because those are both two of the all time greats. And actually, and when you think about it, in those uh-huh. first two matches, we have three former Ring of Honor super Ring of Honor wrestlers all making uh, WrestleMania appearances. How so? Because uh, Damian Priest formerly. Oh Punishment right, right, Martinez. right, right, right. Punishment. How do I forget that? I, I had to scroll back up. Like who? Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. You got it. Okay. Well, we're going with Cesaro here. Next is the Steel Cage match. I'm picking Shane McMahon because they hate us. Yep, me too. And the last time Shane was in a cage, he beat the Miz. Yep. And they hate Braun. So. Yep. I have no arguments here. It's going to be Shane. They treat him like an asshole. Who knows? They have to keep. 
this blockbuster five star mania 17 level feud going they don't have to do any of the shit that they're torturing us with doing <laughs> yeah but they still fucking do every week yeah like this could have been set up a lot cleaner or you could have just had Braun have an actual match and that's this shit yeah wow enough time spent on that nonsense so, so, so now we got one match we don't care for Raw Tag Team title match New Day against AJ and Omos Oh, I feel like AJ and Omos are getting this, but not even because of Omos, actually. I don't think they would give this shit to them, man. Oh, they easily will. They like big guys, and Omos is big. There's no way. That would be so ridiculous if New they lost to AJ and Omos. Omos wins the, t- the titles in his fucking first debut match at WrestleMania. No. They had a 10-year-old win the tag titles at WrestleMania. You don't think they'll do this? I do not. I'm go- I have 100% <laughs> I faith in New Day here. I have to but, go to the reason I pick AJ for this match is because if AJ gets this, AJ gets another Grand Slam. He's been world champion. He's been U.S. and Intercontinental champion. This is the only one he needs left, and he hits the Grand Slam. Doesn't mean he has to get it. I don't think he needs yeah. it. Yeah, no, I'm going you know New Day You know the logic of this place. Uh, yeah, I will go New Day here. I do not see almost with a title. No, 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 no. You guys can decide that, but I don't think so. Because right, I, I would have picked New Day, but then I look right below New Day, and I see streaming on Peacock, and I'm like, yep. Probably going to be <laughs> SmackDown Women's title match. Sasha Banks defending her title against Bianca Belair. Hands down, they have to give this to Bianca. That girl has worked her ass off. You give her her WrestleMania moment. Mm, working your ass off Sasha, doesn't always have Sasha to equate to titles. Like, working your ass off doesn't always have to equate to titles. She did just get here. She's lucky enough to be at WrestleMania, let alone they're thinking of main eventing with these two. Uh, I'm thinking Sasha retains. She didn't beat Bailey to lose to a rookie. Yeah, but then this is the first decent title match, title one she's actually had. So, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like if they're gonna have them headline, especially if they headline the show, with the way the with the with that reaction that Bianca got winning just the Rumble, I feel like they amplify that tenfold if she gets to hold that championship. Or they could be. And, and, and we've kind of established they don't give a shit how long people have been here. But they but. They could also amplify Sasha's heat if she ruins that, yeah. which to me is more important. I don't really care about this girl winning the title right now. Sasha's run is more important. It carried them through most of 2021 and part of the pandemic. And the Sasha Bailey feud is one of the only fucking things they had. She needs to just have that title for now. And then Bailey's not even on the show, so it's like I I I'd like to hope that they go with some actual logic, but uh, I I no longer trust them. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see how this turns out gonna go sasha here i think it should be sasha next comes the wwe title match bobby lashley defending against drew mcintyre of course lashley's taking this you don't think this is a do-over for drew oh no no this would have been a, this would have been a do-over if they somehow work brock back into the skin there's so many things about this thing that's, that changed for him like i just i feel like lashley i feel like with lashley it was more needed than it was for drew at this point because drew would have gone into this wrestlemania with his second reign already and it's just yeah. kind of Drew's gotten stale for me. Yeah, I'm with you there. I would like this to stay Lashley. So, and I think this is Lashley. Yeah, this is only maybe what Lashley's fourth WrestleMania. I think. Yeah, because he'd be he wrestled at 22 and 23, and then he was gone, and then he wrestled at, at WrestleMania like two years ago. So, yeah, I have like Lashley, and it's a shame for the hurt business because they grew on me too. But I think his presentation as a champ is what they need for the time being. Uh, yeah. I'm going to hit finish here. That's what you guys should also do. 
because we are down to the end of the show on our final poll, guys. WrestleMania Sunday, night two. And again, I know there's going to be more matches added, like they did that tag team turmoil with the girls, and the winner of that on night two faces night. Those those added tonight, we'll add them later. If you're listening on the podcast, probably be added by then. Uh, let me get night two into the chat for you guys. There you go. Give you all a minute to get in there. And now we will jump across to night two. WrestleMania, this upcoming Sunday. We start off with a singles match. The Fiend, the resurrected burnt Fiend. It looks like he's just wearing a fucking pork chop on his face. Versus Randy Orton. <laughs> that was fucked. But uh, I am going Fiend on this one. Partially just because, I mean, it, it almost doesn't make any sense for him. To, at this point, they fucking owe him. After just, uh, I don't even know. But, um. One thing about it, and I thought about it the other day, it's been four years since Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. And the whole kind of thing with The Fiend is not only, of course, the thing when they talk about everybody who touches, who's touched by The Fiend reverse back to them themselves. He's been getting payback on everybody, it seems, who's either beaten Bray or wronged Bray. So you keep with that consistency. I believe this is actually The, the Fiend's first WrestleMania. And you roll through that and you have him go over Orton. Because at this point, Orton can't get rid of him. It wouldn't make any sense if the Fiend lost. You came back from the dead and you lost to Orton again. Yeah. Come on. It's the Fiend. All right. Uh, next, we got the singles match. Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. <sighs> from El Generico and Kevin Steen to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Holy shit. Um, I think Owens is going to take this one. But I think at some point, Owen's going to find a way to jump off that fucking ship. Because remember, that was the whole thing last year. He wanted to jump off the ship. He had to settle for the sun. Maybe the end of the story really will be him beating some sense into Sammy. Yeah. Could be. That's what I'd like to see. So I'm going Kevin Owens here. But I think this will be one of the better matches. Oh, yeah. This is going to be fantastic. I mean, the true winners of this are every fan who backed these two guys from ROH, PWG, and all over the freaking place. Yeah, definitely. This is going to be cool. United States title match. Matt Riddle defending against Sheamus. Uh, Riddle's first mania. I think he's taking this one. Me too. Sheamus doesn't need the fucking United States championship. And now that I think about it, it just started. It didn't start bugging me until Raw. This graphic of Sheamus. What annoys me is why is that not just his ring gear? Why is his hands only taped up backstage? But then when he's out, he's just regular Sheamus. <laughs> right yeah that they just started they, really annoying me they go on with a look for him this incomplete and if they completed it it could work like if you just had him come out in just like a shirt and the suspenders with the taped up gloves that'd be great yeah, but hopefully don't riddle give me that backstage and then just regular Seamus when he comes out yeah hopefully riddle remembers to show up sunday he doesn't show up saturday <laughs> i mean he remembers his lines tonight so raw women's title match oscar defending against rhea ripley I'm picking Rhea for two reasons. One, they owe her after last year. And two, they don't like Oscar around WrestleMania season. The fact that she's even made it to WrestleMania with the title amazes me. Because by now, the last few years, they've gotten the belt off her somehow. Hmm. Wow. And also, Oscar's never won at WrestleMania. Even when they just threw in the Andre the Giant, uh, well, uh, the the women's battle royale. Lost that too? He's a bare nucleus fighter. That's awesome. Wow. That's going to be my alter ego, Nucleus Fighter. 
and then he wow yeah her phone is fucked that, her is, is that what we, is is it, that what we have to bare, call him when he's, in he's a bare knuckles fighter bare nucleus holy shit can you imagine getting hit by him it'd be like getting hit by one punch man <laughs> just for the record states i'm not calling him a bare knuckles fighter. i'm calling that motherfucker a bare nucleus <laughs> you know why because that sounds better <laughs> Like, at that point, it doesn't matter what the other guy is going to do. This motherfucker's a bare nucleus fighter. <laughs> he touched you once. Boom. Adam punch. <laughs> There's a reason we put this shit in a dome. First, that shit about superpowered Irish creatures, and now this. You're not hiding your identity very well, Seamus. <laughs> So that's why you can't fuck up in this chat room, people. We catch that shit. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing with this as far as uh, Rhea Ripley and Asuka. Oh, God. I mean, yeah, it's Rhea's second mania. She needs it at this point. I just, I, I, it's like I said, just history says they don't give a shit about Asuka when it comes to mania time. I'm still sticking with Asuka, man. I think Asuka takes it here. I don't think they're that high on Rhea. They're probably, the sad part is, they're probably higher than they are on Asuka, though. We'll see. I heard that's one of Vince's favorites. That's why Shane is eating shit. Thank you. I've heard from a lot of people that that's one of Vince's people that he really likes. See, we'll see. That just bothers me because I'm like, what have you been doing every time around me? <laughs> Motherfucker always either has her take a title off or have her lose a title. And it's like, but that's your favorite? I can't see who you hate. Intercontinental title Nigerian drum match. Biggie defending his intercontinental like title that. against Apollo what? Crews. This motherfucker came on SmackDown and said, we will have a Nigerian drum fight. Boom. What? I'm guessing this is a Nigerian street fight. All right, fuck it. Well, um, I'm going Wakanda Cruise on this one, I guess. That I said, Biggie's in the Continental title run is, do- is over. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be like permanently over, but at this point, they changed the man's accent. They gave him a giant monster hunter level spear and they gave him new clothes. <laughs> You do all that shit and then have him not win the title at Mania. I don't know what you're doing anymore. I'm going to reluctantly pick because that's what I think they're going to do, but I don't think that's what they should do. And I believe this is Cruz's first Mania match. All right. Well, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's one of his favorites. Hoping. It was his first. Is this the main event? This is it, right? The WWE this Universal the title triple threat match. Roman Reigns defending his title against Edge and Daniel Bryan. And I am going Edge because, first of all, I'm not buying their whole Edge is a heel thing. And two, we've been waiting all year for this. I'm not going Daniel Bryan just because he managed to insert himself into the title match again. I don't think Daniel's at the point where he needs a championship anymore. And the whole thing has been Edge has been climbing to get back what he says he never lost. I could really go for another Edge SmackDown run. Just I think one SmackDown more, right? needs it. Oh, yeah. I felt like that last one ended too soon. Like, I was really yeah, feeling Edge on fucking SmackDown it, it when that shit happened. Like, I remember being like, no way. Like, that was like shit timing for me because things happen in wrestling. But that was just one of the weird timings of at the time I was enjoying Edge the most when that whole shit happened. It was like, I couldn't believe it. It was like, no way, man. Like, that was like the number one reason to watch SmackDown at the time. He fucking held that company, you know? So I just feel like I need closure to that shit for me as a fan so i can imagine how he feels that run even though it's a storybook ending i would just like to see another one you know yeah and it's like i wanted just edge and roman either way so it's like 
Daniel Bryan just getting thrown into this match just for the sake of making a three-way. It's like, no, just give Edge his fucking title. I don't need all this other extra complicated shit. Just fucking. WrestleMania matches always get diminished in quality when you add many people. I've, I've, I always use WrestleMania 2000 as my example, which was WrestleMania 16, of just too much. And, you know, you just wind up not giving a fuck. That was the one with a McMahon in every corner. And it was The Rock, Triple yeah. H, fucking Mick Foley. Um, who else? I don't even remember. Yeah, it was Rock, and Big Show, and Big Triple Show. H, Mick Foley, and Big Show. And it was like, man, every cover. It's like, I kind of just feel like WrestleMania, the main event for the world title, you don't want to have three or four people in there and anyone can pin anyone and all kinds of clusterfucky things can happen. It's kind of like, that's fine for other matches, but, and even doing that with the world title, I may not agree with it, but doing that with the world title on maybe another pay per view. But I just kind of feel like when it's WrestleMania for the world title, it should be one guy versus another guy at the end. Especially not in a cage, not four of you, not three of you, not special guests, just to put the two fucking people with the title, you know? Yeah. The only time I could ever even let it slide is if it's the world title that the Rumble winner didn't pick. When you're the Rumble, when Ed, when you have a situation where Edge wins the Royal Rumble, that means whatever t- title Edge challenges for, it's just Edge. Yeah, because WrestleMania is supposed to be a storybook chapter ending before you move on to the next chapter, which it can be if Edge wins. However, it's usually the thing that they don't tease that's the thing that they go with. And Edge complained to Roman saying that what he doesn't like about the match is that Edge feels that Edge can pin Daniel Bryan and beat Roman. And he said that as a warning where he was like, I could pin Daniel Bryan and uh, not have to beat you and win the title, which is true. If there's a scenario where Edge spears Daniel Bryan and Roman isn't there by spearing Edge, Roman looks strong and he stays there. But because Edge teased it, that's not going to be what they go with. I think, I mean, I hate to say it, but if Roman retains, it's going to be some shit like Edge spears Daniel Bryan and Roman hooks his leg. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Or only Edge, because he or, or Edge immediately gets speared by Roman. Only because of the fact that Edge teased being able to beat Daniel Bryan to to win the title, which makes me think Roman would wind up doing that. And to add insult to it, it would be Edge who hits the spear. You know, some shit like that. That and that's the reason I don't like triple threats because that doesn't give you an ending of anything at WrestleMania. These guys are going to be pissed off the next night. If this was a one on one and Edge won, it would just at least have closed that chapter. Or at least so, it gave a clear, non-complicated way to the next. Just right. something that, either way, like this, this whole like as much as I love Daniel Bryan, there is no logical reason behind him being in this match. So I want it to be Edge, but with the way the company structure, and I don't want to call it like that, it just makes more sense for Edge to spear Daniel Bryan and Roman pin Daniel Bryan. That way, Roman's the bastard who didn't even use his own spear. Edge technically won, but Roman got away with murder. As a matter of fact, if you want to sweeten the deal and really motherfuck everybody, how about Edge spears Daniel Bryan? But then when he goes for the cover, Jay has his fucking leg from the outside, so he can't go for the cover, so Roman hooks the leg on Daniel. (laughs) Now it's all because Jay held fucking Edge back from... He pulls him out of the ring after the spear, and now Roman gets the cover. It'll be some shit like that, if it goes that way, but I would like it to be Edge. At this point, let's be real. The last thing I need to be doing is trying to piss people off. I guess. But anyway, guys, hit that finish button. Hit it. Hit it at the bottom of the screen. 
and it'll take you the hell out of there. Hit it with a bare nucleus punch. No, fuck what you say. So. <laughs> <laughs> hit it with whatever you got to hit it with. Yeah, no. All right. That was fucking crazy. Are we done here? We are by the power of Grayskull done. Four polls, guys. I'll get them up on the website as soon as I can for everybody. I promise. Uh, I know this has been absolutely crazy. One hell of a night, one hell of an evening. Uh, don't forget, we're going to be up. Um, we're going to be on the air a lot more. Probably if there's any day that we wouldn't be, that has more potential to be a Tuesday, This, which is tomorrow, essentially. But aside from that, I think there's going to be a lot of content. And most definitely Saturday and Sunday, WrestleMania coverage. And then Monday, we'll have the show. But I'll try to put in other things, pad it with other stuff, more Outriders and all the other stuff in between. And that's it, guys. That being said, thank you to everyone who has hung out with us for this entire wonderful evening. All of you who were in the chat room and all of you who conversed with us throughout the night, throughout Raw, including Bloodluster, Six Slayer, Cabigon, WPFID5555, Ayanth, thank you for the follow. EB Gamer as always, and of course our good friend Willie V2, George, always glad to have you here for Impact, Brittany Mo, thank you for the follow, uh, glad you got to the poll, 90s Girl, Weekly Planet, aka Ashley, Marceline the Vampire Queen, aka Jill, Stasis Dreams, of course, and all of you listening on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict. And all the various other podcatcher apps, as well as the video feeds on TalkBrunch.com, Facebook.com, as well as Twitch.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 448, hosted by yours truly, Rick Darry, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. From myself and Destin Soglo Frazier, we're out of here. And we will see you for everything. Shut it down.